Hey, it's V. Thanks for joining us here at D4. I really, hey, Harold, stop, it's my turn. Anyways, enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to D4, where I, Devin, and I, Dustin, Cody, am a fifth edition game of Dungeons and Dragons. Hey. Hey. Well, it is that time of the year again, and this year it might be extra important to go check out our Extra Life page at www.d4extralife.com and donate to our main charity of choice. Our BFGs may be battling the conceived delusions of our minds and saving imaginary people, but you can help fight real threats in the world and save lives. Your donations help benefit the Children's Healthcare of Atlanta so they can grow up to have a life full of their own adventures. It's time to be an adventurer by donating to Extra Life. She has stumbled into our hearts and tripped and fallen into our guest spot once again. Please welcome Ray Berry again as she joins us tonight to continue playing the ever lovable clumsy Miss Petunia Potts. Uh, let's have more fun torturing her. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be I difficult. And with that, let's hear from our sponsors. Hey, Icewind Dale, Ram of the Frost Maiden comes out September 15th. If you don't pre-order it, I don't know what to tell you anymore. I've done so much. But before we even get to that, something very important. This weekend was D&D Beyond's third anniversary. Lots of games were played over the weekend. Lots of participants. I want to give a real... Real quick, a round of applause to everybody who participated in that and everybody who donated and raised over $6,000 for Extra Life. And as uh, Devin just stated, it's an amazing charity. It does a lot of good work. I want to just thank everybody who participated in that and everybody who took time out to either play a game, uh, uh, do something extra silly maybe, or just to anyone who even donated a dollar. Thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, Icewind Dale, Ram of the Frost made it important, but you guys did such a great job with that. I just want to say thank you. Hey, everybody. I'm here to talk to you about a little something called Beetle and Grimm's Pandemonium Warehouse. If you waited on getting the Platinum Edition Icewind Dale box, bad news. They sold out. Great news for those of you who got in on it, though. Um, I can tell you that the legendary box for the Curse of Strahd is still available. That one is not a limited run, so you can get in on that without having to stress yourself. Um, check out their store. They've got all sorts of cool things in there. In fact, there's a swanky shirt on one of our DMs that you can get there. And if he'll move your arms. No, he's not listening. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> But you can head on over there, and if you need, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I just kind of put them on the spot there. But if you check out their Twitter page, you can find out all sorts of fun facts and cool things, including when and where you can catch one of their founders, Mr. Matthew Lillard, appearing in a Curse of Strahd game soon. So head over to Beetle and Grimm's on Twitter and check out their website so you can see their store and all the cool stuff they have there. Oh yeah. Hey guys, if you are looking to make the best miniature you possibly can for your table, the best place to go is Eldritch Foundry. I tell you every week how great they are. Well, guess what? They're even better because they just got 34 new items added on August 11th. So if you haven't checked them recently, I 100% recommend you check them. What's in that thing? Well, let's find out. They've got the Beekeeper, which is one of their Kickstarter Arcane Gate goals. It's awesome. If you have a character who had like a cool 
like uh, like bastard sword and they're holding it onto it, but you wanted them to hold it with two hands. Well, they just added two-handed posing, which is awesome and huge for those of you who want to have like cool stabs or like uh, a really, really badass great weapon. And then also on top of that, they've added a belly slider so that you can look like yours truly if you wish. Remember, check it out. Elders Foundry is the best place to go. And if you're watching tonight and you want to get your own Elders Foundry miniature, you can just put in hashtag Eldritch into the chat. Make sure you only do it once so you don't discount yourself from uh, from the uh, competition. But you can get yourself a chance to win your own Eldritch Foundry miniature that you can make anybody you'd like, even your, even me. I know you want to play as me at your table. I don't know why, but you could. I'm a monk. Elders Foundry. Hi. It's I. It is I, Katie Adkins. Not not the other one, just this one. And uh, you may know me as V from D4, the show you're currently listening to. And um, you're very aware that we play Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons is in fact the game that we play here on on Rock Punch on Sundays, or whatever day you're listening to this on. So in a weird way, like it it could just be a daily thing, and we just don't even really realize it. But my point here is, I'm here to talk to you about what really dungeons my dragons you want to know what really dungeons my dragons well when people who are like us who like dungeons and dragons we know you're out there and we know you like other things too we like other things we all like things like video games and funny weird nerdy videos and anime and all kinds of stuff so you should check out more than just us on Rock Punch, Rock Punch ATL, you should you should check out the other things that Rock Punch has to offer so that you can stop dungeoning my dragons. That sounded weird at the end there. I don't know. I'm now rethinking this whole spiel. No, it's okay. We can fix it in post. Yeah, okay. we'll edit it out. Um, Rock Punch ATL, more than just Dungeons and Dragons. And if you like what we're doing, feel free to support us at d4dnd.com. It's got a ton of merch, a wide variety of things you could like, and it's all made by our lovely merch moms. So if you're feeling peckish, go look at it, d4dnd.com. Without further ado, let us immerse ourselves in the chronicles of D4.
we're back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so last time on Dysfunctional Dabbler and Develop a Dance. The BFGs returned the 30 horses to the gentle rest stables and the two shires, Chantea and Yandala, to old Rusty, who thanked them and went on his way back to his farm in Amphet. From there, the BFGs took the me mechanical dragon back to the House of Inspired Hands, where they met Dr. Alexi Talbot, who paid them the hundred or the thousand dragons for the safe return of the, dra uh, the mechanical dragon unharmed. They then head back to the observatory to speak with Nim and Twiggy. However, upon arriving in the back, Nim calls them up to the telescope, where they find the body of Twiggy bound to the massive lens and splayed open, similar to the way that Arch Sufferer, the Arch Sufferer, was found, with the ribs pulled through his back like wings. Seisha heads off to report the news to Cromley and gets a little bit more info on the Chameleon Killer, including the very first riddle from the first victim. The rest of the BFGs start to get ready for a relaxing night at the theater with Petunia, who Harold is awkwardly, fumblingly adorable around. They watch a beautiful ballet on the story of how a group of adventurers and an army of factions brought down the forces of Tiamat. But as the ballet reached its climax, a group dressed as the cultists from the beginning of the ballet start making their way through the crowd as one stops the show and demands jewelry and dragons. The BFGs quickly move quickly as they go to take down the would-be robbers while Voss donning his new mask given to him by Nim and goes into on a killing spree, rushing the stage. The main dancer takes matters into her own hands when she takes her two prop swords and takes down two of the thugs before rushing backstage. Boss, making his way <clears throat> after her, uh, fells the bandits and helps the lead dancer take down the main thug who flees out the back door. Boss turns to chase before the dancer points her blades at him, demanding to know who he is. And, or he just basically points her blades up and then takes, as he takes off the mask and reveals to her who he is, is where we start um, our night, but back in the main auditorium of the theater. The blue energy, arcane energy of eight magus and protectors ignite throughout the theater. One of the magus holds a fairly sizable brass bowl filled with water in an utterance of Nomus Retal Latamele. You watch as the small body of water begins to roil. He places it down as a thunderous explosion streams out in a torrent of water. The pillar of water then begins to take a large, vague humanoid shape that begins to wash away the flames with the help of the magists. As they are working on taming the flames, you all notice their eyes following to the number of slain bodies. You all can count a total of 16 and notice that it is almost as if an imaginary line is drawn down the center of the theater. One side is a visage of methodical blood and carnage, where the other you hear the moans and groans of them being subdued. Seisha and Vinley, you also see Harold dragging two masked assailants just beyond the veil of the backstage curtains. You remember Voss chased after the main thug who seemed to be orchestrating the attack as one of the uh, magus and protectors walks over to you with a judging face, unsure as to what side you are on. What are you all doing? 
I drop the scimitar I picked up and hold my hands up. <laughs> I see her doing that, and I drop the two guys I'm dragging. <laughs> they hit the ground, and I lift my hands. I, uh, I will pull out my uh, Force Gray medallion. Oh, it was already out. But I will also uh, hold it in such a way that my ring is on prominent display. Likewise, without, obviously, the ring. Are we all downstairs right now, or am I still upstairs? You've all come down. down. Everybody is down there except okay, for We'll get to Voss momentarily. Yep. Okay. Hmm. V doesn't notice at first, and she's like, why did you all stop it? Uh, guard. <laughs> guards. Oh, hey. Fan <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the ballet? The, the maid just looks at you with this look of, like, really? That... Really? <laughs> and then notices the medallion you pull out and goes, ah, well then, it's a good thing you are here, Grace. I offer you many thanks to you and your team. From the looks of the lot, more harm would have come to these nobles had you not acted so quickly. I'm Magus and Protector uh, Gregorum. It's lovely to meet you, Gregorum. I am Binley Galanodo. But I am not only from Force Grey. Um... I am from the parish of Lionsbane, and she points to the two that are laying in front of her, and she says, Unfortunately, these two will be under my care, so don't worry about these. I'll return them to where they need to go after I'm done with them. Uh, should you not record all of the fallen? I already have gotten those. I need these. Okay, I'm sure the Lionsbane will come to gather the rest? Of course. Um, he looks at you like there's like half suspicion but half not just kind of like, they're force gray they're, they're weird with, they're with Jurgle this <laughs> is just kind of fiddling with her, her corset straps not looking anyone in the eyes <laughs> and these men were armored correct uh they, like had, they had like, like leather breastplates had, on yes yeah underneath the, the cloak <laughs> Perfect, I don't need to buy these ones armor. <laughs> <laughs> they come outfit, they even have their own masks. Oh, it comes don't... furnished perfectly. <laughs> it comes furnished. You probably don't want those masks. Yeah. Mm -mm. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so, so, waddling into the room about shortly after this conversation, you see a stout dwarven woman who seems to command respects as she saunters into the room. Her graying hair crowned in braids that fall over the front of either of her shoulder frame her rigid, scowling, gargoyle-like face. She wears Arcanist's robes of gray and white with a brown uh, a shawl resting on her shoulders, clasped together by a brooch signifying the Order of Magister Protector's emblem. Thunderous steps cause vibrations that make you think a minor earthquake has returned to the city before a shadow stretches out over the old dwarven woman. Behind her is a 12-foot-tall, towering giant of ironwood and steel, like a helmed and armored mechanical treat. Seisha and Vinland, you notice an arcane rune on the ring of the woman that she wears matches the arcane runes that repeat along the edges of the armor of the giant construct. I know you. Magus Blastwind has told me all about you. 
It seems he and his friend, retired Sergeant Crumley, are investigating a murder at the House of Inspired Hands. You tipped them off to, and now you're the only people left in the whole theater that just got ambushed and nearly went up in flames. Why is it every time the city has a problem lately, we end up finding you in the wake? Wait, there's no other problems in the city? Me. Harold tries very hard not to laugh at Hi. that. Um, I'm, I'm Lorekeeper Sasha Vallisbard. I'm actually apprenticed to uh, Master Cromley. Um, we have a habit of attracting attention because we're trying to help the city. We were actually tasked with assisting the guard. Plus, we've got two members of um, the Greyhands here. Highly respected. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Head Magus and Protector Ukoria Stonemary. I have saved this city more times than years you've been alive. Yes, even you, Miss Galanodel. Yes, I know your names and the establishment you run. I once owned it myself. I sold it to a dwarven family. They fell on hard times and unknowingly sold it to a hag who cooked and ate children she lured into her den. Cost me ten protectors to rid the city of her. That's did did you other ghosts now? Did did you actually kill the hag or did she escape? Dead. Good. Wait, you said you know all of our names, so you know that I recently changed my name, right? Yes, Vetarok. No longer Gathala, as you have been cut off. I am aware of the thing as well as you left yourself but that is not the picture that your former family is painting. Well, yeah, obviously what, they'd be embarrassed at the fact that I left myself. But anyways, the point is, is that- No, the point is- I have a new name. Witnesses said at the climax of the ballet, some actors playing the role of dragon cultists stopped the show to try and relieve them of their valuables. A few nobles spoke in hysterics about them summoning some fiend from the lower plains that failed failed, causing it to turn on them. I'm guessing that is what the copious amount of blood splatter is. Is that all of the assailants? As she points towards the 16. Well, I haven't checked there the was, bag for the bathrooms. So. There, there was one that ran. Uh, you also watch as um, <clears throat> the bearded, uh, bearded ginger-headed man waves his hand over one of the bodies. Uh, the Gregorum, as a silvery, translucent hand appears. And after a minute of searching over the body with the arcane hand, he removes the mask and pulls down the collar to reveal a flying serpent tattoo still seeping from the puncture wounds fre freshly ingrained over a tin-spoked hollowed circle as the head magus starts talking again. Mm. Looks like Zintarum, new recruits, must have pulled them after the apparent fall of the Xanathar Thieves Guild. Yeah. Sorry if that caused problems. Yeah, sorry if that was super convenient for you. Um, I'm sorry, what did you say your name was? Olcoria uh, Stone Marrow. So U L K O R I A. Stone marrow? Yep. Stone marrow. Yep. 
can I roll like an arcana check or something to try and identify what kind of thing he has behind him? She. 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 Yep. Sorry, we switched back to. Uh, yeah, I'm Gregorium. Yeah. yeah. So yes, you totally can make an arcana check. I believe it's a 21. Let me just double check. Yeah, 21. That is a shield guardian. Gotcha. That's what I thought. a magical construct that many wizards, uh, uh, high archmages use uh, for protection. Uh, they, are, they are known to magically take blows intended for that which they are bound to. Oh, I want one. <laughs> is... Is, is there anything we can do to help? I believe you have done enough. Thank you, and I am apologize that your evening was spoiled. As my magist here says, we are thankful that you were here. Many more could have been injured if your decisive and quick actions were not upon you. Harold Allow kind of, oh, Harold just kind of looks awkwardly when she says, if your night was ruined, he looks awkwardly too. Uh, Petunia and then kind of looks back down at the ground and kind of... I mean, it was very exciting and it was a wonderful first experience for theater ballet. Seisha, a bunch of people died. Bad people. Those civilians though, right? I don't believe any civilians was, were hurt. Yeah, it was all the bad people, right? Uh, you look over and you do not see any civilians or nobles that are killed. Some may have been slightly injured hurt. from playing. One of them got slapped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slap. There were a couple that did get put to sleep, but none of them were slain. Oh my god, my bad. I just got confused by all the blood everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. If you would allow me and my men to do their job and paint yeah. the flames, you can Yeah, we'll just we'll we'll, we'll, we'll just, just, we'll just head out. And yeah. you actually yeah, <clears throat> the two men that you're holding on to, Harold, uh are pressed together and this blue arcane rope um, is wrapped around them as it knots and cinches them together. Uh, they are manacled and they are brought out. The rope seemed to have tied itself with one of the command words from the mages. Yep. And uh, as you are making your way out, you watch um, the flames. I'm going to pick up one of the bodies for Venley. Okay. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask uh, yeah. them to carry the bodies for oh, me. Oh, yeah. So I guess I carry one, too. Uh, <laughs> well, oh, no, I'm eating and abetting necromancy. Okay, sorry. Go on. Necromancy's I don't mind. No, I know. I know. It's just... But old Coria gives you a strange look, but then Gorgon's like, uh, uh, Jurgle. Jurgle is, is taking... Parish Alliance, babe. And he kind of like awkwardly... Kind of bows to her. And as 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 he walks away, she actually turns to you, Vinley, and says, "I do hope they serve the city as well as you." And turns and walks off. Uh, Vinley gives a legitimate smile smile to that and turns and walks. Uh, nope. uh, she knows exactly <laughs> what you were doing. Right <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> after a few minutes, while you were talking, all the flames are doused from being drenched in water the water elements returns to the brass bowl as it sloshes back into nothing more than a shallow pool. The mages then proceed to press the digitate and mend the scorched fabric walls and damaged gold leaf wood. 
You notice it takes them a while to mend the burns in some areas until raw leftover materials from the construction of the theater are brought in as <clears throat> the major damages are repaired by the arcane fabrication of its replacements. As that is happening, we're going to move to the backstage. Boss, you now standing unmasked, face down, with blunted blades pointed at your gut and your throat. A young, frazzled woman looks at you with pale green eyes that steal like a panther watching prey. Her blunted blades still point towards you as she stares you down through exasperated breaths. With soft steps, she glides back a few feet away to keep you at a distance before she speaks with acrimony, disdain, and a hint of fear. Who or what are you? I look around. Are any of these actors of Orcish descent? There are no actors back here but you and her. Currently. Currently. They seem to, when you walked back, she was fighting him off, they were gone. So you're not sure where they went. You do see the door the man left in another door. But as of right now, you do not see them. It is just the two of you. You do remember from Bus. the day, there was no Orgish descent actors. Bus really hesitates, but finally says, in Orgish, we served together under Bracken the Black. For a brief time. Go ahead and make me a persuasion check. At disadvantage. Okay. <clears throat> yep. <sighs> oh, that's not bad for disadvantage. 13. I was in an accident when I was 10, and I can't remember much before then. But did you set this up to create some attacks so you could no. be a hero? So I would trust no. you? No. No! I, I, I would never do that. I would... No. Why do you keep following me? I... Why did you come to my house? I didn't know you were there. I didn't know who you were. It was That was a coincidence. I didn't know. I didn't. Anything. Have you ever been to Daggerford? No. Do you not remember Calico or Bracken? Or Lair or any of them? Garland. I don't. Nothing. I don't know. I would like an insight check. Go you ahead. 100% make that. Yeah. <clears throat> and not great. Uh, 12. 12. Real hard to read. Um, Damn. You can tell something's off just naturally, but you can't, you're not sure what. I, realizing that this isn't getting anywhere and realizing that no matter what he says, it's nothing's coming back to her. He... Look. I don't know 
what you say, but I... I am a Roz number. And your passive insight, you don't know why, but there's a little bit of vitriol sting to her lips when she says the name Rosnar. Realizing that this isn't really getting anywhere and that she won't remember any of this or anything pertinent, Boss simply says, we speak some more away from this. I can. It's things have gotten heated here, and I may have been overzealous, but I need you to believe me that at the very least, don't mean you any harm. All, I did all nothing of a to sudden, do with this. Mid speak, there is a pallid tiefling who is playing the shadow sorcerer runs up to the two of you. Isabel, are you okay? And then you watch her demeanor as she glares at you turn and like a light switch just shifts. I'm, yes, Rom, thanks to this man who scared off the alley blade, I'm okay. But he was just leaving. Okay. I'm fine. Where are the others? They're in actors holding. We should get to them. Thank you, kind sir. And Thank you. The man, uh, the tiefling holds a hand out to you to shake your hand. I hesitate, but I take it and say, yes, yeah, of, of course. And you uh, watch it was... she God. walks off, does not look back. As, as she seems to be talking to the tiefling. And um, dis disappears behind the other door as you see the rest of the, the cast kind of like in a small panic, uh, but calming down as Esbel comes back in. I watch her for a moment, but I gather my wits. I will attempt to hide Mage Bane and the mask again before I make my appearance back. Hey, make a sleight of hand check. Okay. Uh -oh. Hey, good. 19. Okay. <clears throat> okay, as you're doing that and as you put everything they, uh, <clears throat> put everything away, a mage just comes to the back and uh, ex excuse me, sir. Are you in a shame? Yes. As he like looks like he's like ready to cast something. I put my hands behind my head and I say, "I am not an assailant." Are you with I the others? You you are you with the um uh, the the Force Gray? No, but I am with two members of Force Gray. We were here on. Oh, uh, okay, and you see him like. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, yes. I, I I didn't mean to cause you any alarm. Of course. Um. Uh, there was. Uh, we were told there was another one that ran back here. Did, did where is he? Them. Uh, uh, I I lost him. Sorry, I I couldn't are follow. They still, I attempted. Are they still in the theater? I don't know. When I look back to the door he went out of, but I point and say. Uh, down there, I don't know if you'll still be able to catch them, but they, that was the last place I saw them move. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you. This way! This way! As 
two more come and start heading that way and you as it opens you see it go into a small room that leads to another stairs that leads to a back doors that opens into the back alley <clears throat> yeah knowing that knowing what i know about just criminals in general i imagine he's long gone um, and you see in that um small room there's like a knocked out guard that probably was watching the back door can i make a quick check to see if he like just with sight anyway see if he dropped anything or if there's any kind of clue of anything he left behind um sure Sure, thanks oh you're talking about like outside yeah yeah no you can't see that you just see the light pour in knowing that anything around here then uh you can make the perception check okay Uh, i rolled that that's a 16 doesn't seem to be anything okay. of note. Um, you do notice a, uh, a costume rack that has been cleared out um, where there are two more black robes and black masks that stretch out that match the draconic cultists that they all adorn. So you can assume that that's not their attire. They stole it from the theater to blend in. Yep. Uh, and as you make your way out and you know, head back into the auditorium. You can see the fires being put out. You see the old dwarven woman who's taking charge with a massive metal and wood construct behind her. She uh, she looks in your direction, nods to you, and as if she recognizes and knows exactly who you are and just points out the front. I nod, but make no, no other indication. Yep. Walk outside to where you point it. After an extremely full and eventful roller coaster of a day, <clears throat> of returning from the nightmare of a beer, traveling and telling stories with a middle-aged farmhand, hunting down a mechanical dragon and a horde of its horses, encountering Twiggy's mutilated body, and ending with an upsetting interrupting to your evening. You're kind of tired, and you know you have another full day ahead of you tomorrow. But as you leave the theater, you return to your dagger, Seisha, and yeah. notice that the theater box office is offering refunds to those wanting to wait in line to do so. It looks pretty long. Boss, do you want me to give you a refund? What? Are you okay? Fine. No, it's fine. It's... You want a refund? No, 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 no. It's it's fine. It's okay. it's only just like a, a little bit of time. Let's. I think we've overstayed our welcome here, everyone. I would like to remind everyone that two of you are carrying corpses. So we should perhaps not stand in line. Harold's going to linger back. (laughs) Harold's going to linger back from the group and kind of stand next to Petunia and kind of awkwardly stiffen up a little. When she sees him kind of do that, she'll sort of wordlessly just reach over and take his hand and be like, hey, it's it's okay. This wasn't your fault. Yeah, but you know, when I imagined our first date, not that I ever imagined, um, but if I did imagine our first date every time I saw you, um, I, I didn't imagine it with, you know, like masked men stealing things from people and and me beat someone with my cane. I mean, as far as the previous dangerous encounters go, it's a step up from almost getting eaten alive by quippers, so... Mm-hmm. You see, this, I... is, this is sort of why I'm like, 
I, I, I'm worried that you had a bad time because, you know, it's like every time we hang out, you have a near-death experience, and that's not exactly... I didn't have a near-death experience this time. I was fine. Oh, I know. You, you, you put glitter in people's eyes. It was awesome. <laughs> I just, I'm really sorry. I really imagined this as something you'd never forget for the right reasons and not something you'd never forget because, you know, your life was on the line again. And I'm, I know this isn't really your thing the way it is sort of like becoming my thing. I'm sorry. It's okay. It sounds like your group gets into a lot of situations that it's probably the, for the better that you're the ones that are around. Yeah, so, but I mean, I, and it's not like you aren't capable. I mean, you are just as awesome as everybody else. It was incredible watching you do everything you do. Harold, Harold, Harold. It's okay. I'm still glad I got to be here with you. And maybe next time we could do something more quaint, like breakfast. What could happen with breakfast? He looks over at Seisha and then looks back and he's like, maybe um, not breakfast, um, but we'll do something. Um, uh, we'll do something. If you, um, if you if you want if, to wait is this like the official like you're saying we could go on like another I mean, date or if you if you if you yes yes uh, uh yeah that'd be that'd be cool that yes actually uh i'm not gonna try to put on some yes it would be great if i could go on another date with you sometime Maybe something like a little more. He looks over at everybody who is clearly listening in. Maybe <laughs> next time something a little more private. And then he looks over at Voss and he just gives him like a little nod, like a little nod of thanks. This this little subtle like, hey man, thanks for what you said earlier. And like, oh, go ahead. You're muted. Voss, clearly a little out of it at the same time, does note this and just kind of looks at you, gives you kind of a wry smile and just nods. And uh, he'll look over at Petunia and kind of, um, and he's like, uh, there, there is one more thing I wanted to ask you um, and I can do this thing now. And I just wanted to see if it's something you wanted to try, um, just something a little neat, something you've ever done before. Um, you ever flown before? No, I've not. Would you like to try? Um, maybe? Sure, sure. I'm, Are I'm you sure. afraid of heights? I've never been too high off the ground ever in my life, Harold. It's okay. <laughs> but I'd, I'd be willing to give it a try. Okay. All right. And I'll wait until we're back on our street so she's not flying around in a place where it's like, well, who is that and why? Um... <laughs> Uh, but yeah. I'm going to summon my steed and sling the corpse over its back. Okay, yeah. easy enough. You can actually put both if you so wish. Sure. Yes. Yep. All right. Before this. you start heading back, Petunia and Vinley, from your roles previously of the history check of the accuracy of the play, okay. 
You think back <clears throat> over the majority of the ballet you watched and from the stories you heard across the Sword Coast for you, Vinley, and the commotion it caused within Waterdeep three years ago for you, Petunia. And it seemed fairly accurate. Every iteration of the story that you've come into contact with has some minor details changed for flavor and embellishment, and this ballet was no different, but the overall gist of characters, major events, and the battles were all accurate. She She's like thinking about it and she's like, hmm. Oh my goodness, adaptations are always so hard to pull off. I'm so glad they did a good job with this one at least. Vinley at Petunia saying that out loud, turns her head force like very quickly back to Petunia and she's like I know right I, I, they, the characters like their mannerisms even the actors just did such a good job and you know I almost didn't even realize they were dancing I thought that, like I could hear their movements talking exactly he's it gonna lean over to V and say should be like oh my god is Finley making a best friend and so. the symbolism, it was just- I think so, I think so. Oh, oh you're lucky I rolled real bad on my perception check. <laughs> <laughs> but heading home. Um, you all take the 30 minute walk in the light of the street or riding on the horse. Pro probably- uh, no, I'm, I'm just walk. leading him because there's yep, two yep, bodies on him. Yep, yep. Uh, you make your way. Uh, under the street, light lanterns under the star-covered sky, um, up the high road from Castle Ward back into the nestled groves of the North Ward. As you make your way back to the tavern, you get to the, the street of the alleyway, Harold. Okay. I will uh, walk over to Petunia. I will uh, grim at her, and I will pull out Das Accordion, and uh, I will look to her, and I'll be like, what's your favorite song? Probably, I don't know if you've heard of it, um, but it's called uh, The Wind in the South Sea. I love that song. Hold on. And I will play a performance. Okay. And then I will cast Fly on her using Dust Accordion. And the performance check. Come on, Fate. <laughs> oh boy. It was either a 20 or a 1. It's a 20. Oh! <laughs> and surprisingly enough, Harold plays your favorite song flawlessly as he takes the two halves of the accordion and unlatches them and expands it as these, the ribs of where a bellows would be are these illuminated purple, like flat cards that stretch out suspended in air and he plays and the music creates its own story from the song itself as this uh, the song in the sea or uh, the South, southern sea dances around you and these musical notes and these imageries from the song itself latch onto you as you begin to glow a faint purple then fades into you and you then get a slight uplifting feeling as you look down as you're looking at Harold and you realize you're looking at him at eye level and look down and your feet are like fluttering in the air and he yeah, is she going, doesn't even notice it at first yeah. <laughs> uh, he's grinning to her and he's gonna motion down and look back up to see her reaction oh, oh my goodness oh and she 
and as soon as she notices it, she like immediately like instinctively pushes down her skirts as if she's expecting the skirts to also go up. And like her feet are dangling a little bit. Her shoelaces are dangling all the way almost to the to the the ground itself. So she's like almost it almost looks like a tether, so like a little balloon. And she's just oh my goodness. Oh I'm so high he, up. He's like, oh no 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 don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. I I can't cast it twice, but I can help you up some ways. And I'm going to cast Levitate on myself using Das Accordion. And I will float myself 20 feet up with her. Oh, oh my goodness. Don't look up my skirt. No one look up my skirt. No no one's going to look up your skirt. I promise no one's going to look up your skirt. Because if they look up your skirt, I will kill them as I look down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A a passerby uh, like looks up just more so at what is happening not to actually look up your skirt uh, <laughs> from your panic screams and then goes, oh, what's, oh, look, someone's flying. And they're like, I will kill them. They're like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Feel their eyes. And like, Didn't see nothing. <laughs> and he's going to grin to her and be like, and he's still playing the song. He's like, take a look around. Don't go too high up because the Griffins don't like that. But you can take a look around, see the neighborhood, see the whole street from a perspective you've never been able to see it before. And she's just, her eyes are just completely lit up. She's like, she is still shaking, but looking around in absolute wonder. She's never been this high up ever, ever before. Um, And I assume she's holding on to Harold as well, just to steady herself, but she doesn't try to go too high. And she's like, this is incredible. You're incredible. And this whole night was incredible. And I'm Really glad you're here with me. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad to be here too. Let's do this again soon, okay? Yeah, I would love that. Me Thank too. Thank you. Thank you. And from this perspective, um, you can see like you're just cusping over the rooftops now, holding on to Harold, and you see the city in a way you've never seen it before. Um, you can see all of the statues stretched out across everywhere. You can see the major temples and the uh, castle Waterdeep and um, everything that stretches all the way down to the ships, down to the harbor. Uh, And as you look back uh, towards the alleyway, you see the tall mechanical gnome halfling uh, thing tipping its hat as bubbles pour out of it. And you can see uh, the caved-in awning of uh, covered, made out of books, where a wooden uh, sculpted dragon is uh, resting on top of it. Thank you for this, Harold. See, this night wasn't all so bad. Yeah, you're telling me. And he's just looking into her eyes. And then he's going to kiss her. Oh. First date. First date. I mean, it's that's charisma. He's, he's a bard. That's charisma. That's, that's charisma 20, okay? <laughs> he can make it happen on the first day. Right, here's, here's the question. Does Petunia return? Very awkwardly, she will, <laughs> yes. She's, she's not good at it, but she'll try her best. Um, and when you And when Harold pulls away, she is... Beat red. I mean, not as red as her uh, hair. All of his confidence has drained after that, and he's like, "Sorry, that was that was too soon." I was no, that was no, 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 no. 
Awesome. Uh, I mean, uh, it, yeah, let's do this again very soon. I would love to. Okay, Thank we you. got, he checks his watch. He's like, okay, we got like seven more minutes. Uh, uh, <laughs> he looks around, he's like, and I don't know how to turn it off. It's so, they're going to float up there for seven more minutes. And then eventually... Totally a lie. He totally knows how to turn it off. But as, uh, as they both float down, obviously Harold will hit the ground first, but as Petunia's like floating down, she'll like get past eye level and she'll give him a little peck on the cheek on her way down. Oh, so adorable. These characters are adorable. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know I've said it before, but 12 freaking things. <laughs> Quarterlings. Yeah. <laughs> a half elf and a halfling get together and all get sorts. off the yep. stage. <laughs> so, um, the rest of you uh, make your way to the tavern, giving Harold and Petunia a small reprieve after spying on them for at least you know a minute or two. Um, <laughs> and you are met by uh, Kara as she catches you pulling up. And you see her holding another set of leather letters, as well as standing on a two-foot-long rectangular crate. Huh. Um, uh, more mail. Um, I, I got one here for uh, Mr. Ronto, as she hands it to you, Voss. Uh, one for Sasha, and this, as she knocks on the, the crate, is for Harold. Um, whenever he gets back. Uh, she doesn't notice the, the yeah. flag he looks to you. He's uh, in cloud nine right now. Yeah. He's a little but, busy. Uh, Specifically that one. Yeah. <laughs> she looks up. And goes, oh, 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 oh. And then it's about that time where, like, the kiss happens. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Seisha and Voss, do you open yeah. your letters? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Seisha? Uh, similar to your last letter. It is wrapped in written in vellum and permeated with the scent of spices and perfumes from all around the world. The letter eloquently written and sealed with a pursed lip painted in red reads, Dear Angel, I am overjoyed to hear you are safe. Believe me, I understand the life of an adventurer and understand and expect you to be busy from time to time. I can't tell you how many hearts have been broken from my life of adventure in the high seas. But then again, breaking hearts was kind of my game. I can't wait to hear all of your exciting stories of what had you stolen away from me. With kind regards, your radiance. Oh, and boss. sorry. <laughs> yeah. Your letter seems simple, as uh, most of your letters are, but sealed with a silver-blue wax emblazoned with the image of a heart. As you open it, you find a simple, anonymous piece of unsigned parchment that reads, The strings and songs of silver and steel dance like golden swans on the summer moonlight. P.S. If it is not worth ten dragons, could you bring rum for the day queen on the morrow? Two nibs say she would stagger like a drunk watchman, looking for a basket of salt and bread. And that translates to, the info I gathered say that the Gathalas and the Grauhans will be at the Castellanta Gala on Midsummer's Night. If it's not too much to ask, could you play nice for the birthday girl tomorrow? I bet it would catch her off guard and hopefully mend things between the two. And that's all it says. It is not signed. Nope. 
can pretty much guess if this is from though at the same time. Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I stow the letter away. Okay. And just Let's try to stuff clear my thoughts. And as uh, as you all make your way upstairs to get settled for the evening, uh, eventually Harold and Petunia, you uh, come back down. And as you come down, uh... Petunia, where are you staying? Oh, Evan! <laughs> <laughs> she's a lady. I know she's a lady. <laughs> She can walk down the street. She yeah. has a place that she can stay. Yeah, I mean, you have an apartment. I, 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 a, I, a I guess we never addressed it, but she'd probably just live somewhere near nearest she she could to the bookworm, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, I would think she has an apartment in the North Ward. Yeah, something like that. Rents a room in a townhome, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess my the real question I'm asking is, are you going up stairs to talk with the rest of the BFGs? <laughs> Or are you calling your knight right here? Um. Oh, you know what my you know what Ray's answer would be, but um, I guess that's all dependent on the business that the BFGs have to attend to. Um, if they. Um. Uh, she would at least go in to say goodbye to the rest of everyone okay. else. Okay, that's fair, fair enough. enough. That's, fair. That's, that's, fair. That, that's easy enough. Um, but as you're walking up. Kara stops you, Harold, with uh, Petunia. Harold, um, yeah, this big box here is for you. Or, as the letter specifically says, as she holds it up, my guy just above the bottom of the list. I will take it and be like, I moved up one wrong. <laughs> and then I'm going to... This <laughs> is a matter of time. Uh, I'm going to look at the box. Uh, but she hands you a letter first. That okay, and I open Harold. up the letter, uh, okay. and I nervously open the letter and look and listen for anybody kicking around inside this box. Uh, make a perception check. Yeah, sure, I'll do that. God, you never know with Avrin. Todd, <laughs> eighteen on per uh, perception. Okay. There does not seem to be any breathing or moving around coming from inside, but you do hear a faint whirring of something mechanical and feel a slight chill to the wood on the outside. Petunia is probably watching what seems like a bizarre situation. He takes the letter, he glares, and he starts pushing his ears to the sides and he's feeling on it. Do you and get I a lot of suspicious packages often? No. uh, uh Yes. And I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I was about to make you roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you, you do, as you look over the package, you also see that the crate, just like before, is very well nailed shut. Um, but it doesn't look like a coffin. I look over at Kara and I just like, could you mind if you just stepped as far away? She holds her hands up and then walks right back inside. Right back inside, <laughs> shuts the door. I'm going to. Tunia takes a couple steps it, back herself. Back, she opens it back up and says, "If you blow up my cavern, I won't. I won't. I promise. I promise. And I'm sorry." Closes the door. Oh, she's scary. <laughs> and Harold's going to reach over and grab the crowbar that I know we have. Yeah. And I'm going to wrench this thing open if I can. You're going to open it before reading the letter? Oh no! I'm sorry. I thought I read. It. I'm going to go. No, 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 no. All right. I'll go ahead and open it. Okay. It says, oh, Dear Harold, I'm trying to be better. I'm sorry about the baby giant's arm thing. Uh-huh. 
honestly, it's all I had to work with at the time. No hard feelings. Hope this makes up for that, and I hope it's the right one. It's hard to remember things when you're a god and have so many people to keep track of. I crank it open. Right. Make an athletics check. Okay. <laughs> now I get to embarrass myself in front of my date trying to open a box. Why did Averin have a baby arm leg handy? He's lying. <laughs> He's lying. Uh, a three. I rolled a three. You're like, <laughs> you can't. You can't find a place to get the crowbar to, to like find. And I like, I get it stuffed in there, and I start tugging, and then it like, I realize it's actually just stuck between two boards, and I like split one of the boards slightly, and I'm like, look over. I just lean on the crowbar and look over at her, sweat pouring off my forehead. They really nailed it. I really nailed this one down. I'm gonna. Um, I would um, offer help, but I imagine I wouldn't be much help. I'm just gonna go. You can okay, try. You can most certainly try. Oh you yeah, my like... negative one. Let's oh, give this on. a go. Come on, you could crit. I'll grab that side. I grab this side. We just talk. We got this. You might crit. You did crit, didn't you? No, but I got an 18. <laughs> I rolled a 19. <laughs> <laughs> and and like you're holding on to it, Harold and Petunia just. I guess I'll try, and then just like <laughs> without and he any. looks down, looks up at her, and looks back down, and looks back at her. Is like I loosened up a little. <laughs> it's just lucky. And as you crack open the box, a cloud of chilled fog billows out from inside. Each corner, you see a mechanical fan cube box device that blows chilled air from a block of dry ice at cages. As the fog settles, you see a humanoid left leg. It's hard to tell if this is a cruel joke from a trickster god or a genuine misunderstanding and forgetfulness as you look down at your mechanical brass-plated right leg that looks like you are wearing an ornate shin protective armor or are at least one-eighth nimble right. Uh, I will... Harold? Yeah? Um... You know, I'll, I'll find out if it's important. Ah... <laughs> <laughs> uh. So is this is this the leg? Is this what, what am I? What exactly am I seeing here? It is a frozen leg. It is yep. a frozen leg. Left leg. It's left not your leg. leg. It's, it's not my leg. leg. It is humanoid. It's humanoid. It is. It is of. It, it is human or elvish or something. Like it is of like fair skin. It is not orc. And, it, or, and it's a left leg. It is a left leg. Which leg am I missing? Right, right leg. <laughs> <laughs> and you you look back over the letter like no I know he said it and he says I it says I hope it's the right one. <laughs> Harold just looks at the letter and looks down and looks up and looks down and he goes, "Whose is this?" <laughs> <laughs> Somebody out there is missing a left leg. <laughs> Why did he? I don't. I'm keeping it. I gotta keep it. <laughs> I can't Why? just leave it. Well, I'm just gonna put it. It's like I can't throw it. I can't just like. I mean, I guess I could. I've done it before. What? Nothing. Um, let's just drag this upstairs. 
I'm gonna drag this upstairs. Okay, okay it's it, not heavy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, it, then it, I just I yeah, lift it, it up. You know, it's it's like this wide, but like and long. But I mean, yeah, but leg long. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm shouldering a leg, and I like come up. I like, let's let's get you upstairs. We can say goodbye to everybody. Okay. Okay. And I kind of look over at her. I'm like, this is this sort of stuff doesn't like totally weird you out. It's not like a deal breaker because I'm learning that my boss tends to do a lot of things like this. This is the third leg he's offered me. <laughs> it sounds like you have a rather ostentatious boss. He really wants to make it right. <laughs> like the guy. Well, but but he didn't. It's the wrong. It's I the you know leg. you. It's the thought that counts. And also the fact that he probably is being criminally charged for stealing someone's leg. Let's go upstairs. Okay. And then I will head upstairs and I'll open the door and I'll be like, anybody need a left leg? What? what? And I will slide the case in the middle because I don't need it. Dips. Oh. Why do you have a left leg? Because Avrin sent it to me. Of course he did. Now I definitely can't even want remember it. which leg you lost. No, clearly. <laughs> so, how are you guys? Fine. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. Things yeah. are good. And why They're... don't we just leave it at that? They're fine, Sasha. Okay. Thank you, V. Okay. You know, and then V like whispers to uh, Harold, "I hate when she does this to me." As, you know, you, you, but you know, there's something endearing about it. Um, you know, listen, uh, we've all had a pretty rough one. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should call it. Probably. Thank you for helping me look like this for tonight, Sasha and V, and of course Finley. You. Made me smell lovely. <laughs> uh, it's really my job you. as she waves the, the leg. Thank you. And and she'll look to Harold and and she'll say, and thank you for making it so magical. Thank you. For for doing the exact same thing for me. And she'll and she'll uh, look over to Voss and go, Voss, your mask is terrifying. I hope you like it. It does what I asked him to do. Evidently. <laughs> he um, all of a sudden looks like really distracted and she's not listening and like seems almost like sad, like you can't really tell. And um, she just says, um, I'm going to bed. Have and a good she night. She just leaves and go to bed. Oh, oh, V, V. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thanks, Petunia. Have a good night. She leaves. What, what happened? Do you think it, do you think, what, what's going on? Uh, Voss, what time is it? What time is it? Oh, you're, you're muted. muted. Oh, uh. It's like 11.45. Okay. Probably it. It's about 15 minutes before her birthday. Yeah. Well, hopefully you all can make it a good one. She's got great friends. 
I'm sure we'll do the best we can. Thanks for uh, coming over and everything. Of course. And um, she'll she'll kind of be like, all right, well, I, I should... Harold shouldn't walk her home? Yes. I should probably actually do that. <laughs> I will do that. It's not too far. It won't keep you away from them too long. Oh, no, it's fine. Yeah. I just... Can one of you guys check on Vibu after I leave? Yeah. Thank you. Um, and I will head out with Petunia. Okay. Easily, easily walk her home. And she literally lives a couple blocks away um, up Sardoon Street. And, um, uh, and it curves around and you actually see the wall disappears. Like the city wall. And there's a section of uh, the city where there is no wall and it's um, uh, an overlook. What is it called? called uh, the cliff watch and uh, there is a row of houses that line that but she is on the other she's more on the inside um, her townhouse is on the inside section of the city but you can see and it stretches out uh, the over the farmlands and you can see the uh, the forest far away in the mountains to the north but there is a section of the the city wall that and there's like a hundred to 200 foot cliff face um, uh, of of where that cliff watch is on Serdoom Street. Yep. Cool. Uh, but and then I'm sure Seisha goes to speak with V. I was gonna see if Venley wanted to go. Actually, uh, she's looking down at the bodies, and when you go to ask her a question, she looks at Voss and says, "Will you perhaps assist me in this ritual again?" Of course, I have some experience in this. And look at Seisha, just kind of nod. You got this, Seisha. Hey, um, you sure you're okay, Voss? Yes. Thank you. Okay. And she will head to V's room and just kind of knock on the door. V? Uh, yeah? Hey, can I come in for a second? Um... Please? Sure. And she'll open the door and kind of walk in. What? What's going on? Uh, you, you can tell that, you know, she's started crying a bit and stuff. Um, not too heavily, just a little bit. Yeah. And um, she goes, um, it's just really weird <laughs> that um, it's about to be my birthday. I mean, I've never, it's like, it's like the same thing happens, you know, every single year, it never changes. And this is also the first birthday I have without without my grand. Um, and I just really miss her. But 
happy she is with you. Yeah, but it's not. It's not the same. The same. Yeah. And like, sorry. Ooh. Every year, of course, my parents throw me this like ridiculous party with everybody, and you know, it, it's fun and stuff, but. You know, my, my favorite part is always afterwards when I get to spend time with um, my grand, you know, she would always, it was always on my birthday when, she, when I was at least, you know, as long as I can remember, she'd always end up telling me new, well, not new to her, but new to me stories about, you know, her past and stuff and where we come from. And I don't know, it was just a, always such like a nice, tradition that we always did like by the fire and I be I even it's not even something that I don't think Harold even realizes or is a part of because he's always a huge part of the party and gets pretty wasted. I wanna give you a birthday gift. What? I wanna give you a birthday gift. I I wanna take you to see Mama Uwe. What are we gonna do there? She was able to help you talk to Lo before, right? Yeah. So why not talk to her again? Okay. <sighs> oh, it's not the same. And I, I can't even begin to imagine how it would feel go through this without your family because you have so many conflicted emotions about them but you do have a different sort of family that's here with you I know I didn't want to make any of you feel bad I don't feel bad I feel incredibly honored that I get to spend your birthday with you and we're gonna go and see a black market and we are who knows yeah the black market's tomorrow oh yeah it is so we sorry can i keep getting my days confused <laughs> i'm used to having a very set schedule being told what to do every day and now i don't even know what day it is it's different and it's scary but it's kind of fun right yeah yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, there are parts that aren't great, but when you look at the big picture, B, I couldn't imagine this without you. Thank you. And she hugs you. He hugs and her back and just holds her. She goes, I, I mean, I purposefully tried not to think about it and didn't make any plans because I just didn't want to be disappointed feeling like I'm trying to force something that isn't really there. Just trust me. Tomorrow's going to be okay. I, I promise you. And I kept hoping my birthday would never come. But it's going to, and it's going to be amazing. Whatever has to happen to make it amazing, whatever mountains have to be moved, they will be moved. 
Thank you, Seisha. Of course. Get some sleep. Thanks. Because tomorrow it's your birthday. And just I for you, I won't make you breakfast. <laughs> well, I think that's probably the best gift I've ever gotten. That's fair. After tasting everybody else's breakfast, mine are not good. Don't tell anyone I said that. I won't. I'll I'll let everyone think that you think you're great at cooking. Thanks. No problem. <laughs> Get some sleep and I'll see you in the morning. And she'll kiss V on the cheek. And right as you turn to leave, V goes, Oh my god! What? I spent so much time putting my birthday in the back of my mind, pretending it was never gonna happen that I never even got anything to wear. Oh. Oh, that's not oh, oh goodness. Maybe we can find something at the black market. Maybe. Something sassy. <laughs> sure. If not, you and I will go shopping. Okay. I just, you know, before I kind of wanted to see if I could get by pretending it was just any other day, but... If, if that's what you want... Now, we'll know. Good. Now I feel like it's okay if I try to make it special. V, we all care about you. Even Voss, in his own way. We really do. You're an amazing person, and you're one of the bravest people I've ever met. You left a life that was set and in its own way comfortable. And you're stepping out on your own, and that's so incredible. And I hope, I hope you understand how much I admire you for it. Thank you. I'm gonna try to sleep now. Okay. Night. She'll open the door and kind of peek around, see if there's anybody else up. And then head up to her room and go over and snuggle Biblio. Then tell him all about her day. You go to snuggle Biblio and realize that he's still at Renair's. <gasps> I gotta go! But you she also is. know he's like super heavy. Yeah, and I know. Fired like a moving night at <laughs> oh. She yeah, rides yeah. through. She's gonna knock on Venley's door. Venley, Venley, huh? I gotta what? go see at Renair's. I gotta go see at Renair's. Biblio is still there. I gotta make sure he hasn't eaten anybody. I'll, uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning. Blood. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bye. And she'll and, run downstairs, summon her steed, and gallop there and spend the night at Renair's. Okay, you go to Renair's. <clears throat> you use the key that you have to unlock as your gifted one uh, yeah. for a stay. And you walk in, and there is an acrid stitch that fills the front room. Uh -oh. It's the lobster! It's the <laughs> It has to be! It has to be! Oh. Oh, this is terrible. He's gonna like, oh, <laughs> just like sniff and gag and wander her way around the room and try to find what it is. Uh, make an investigation check. Harold. 
Oh my god, where is my... There it is, okay. That is going to... Oh wait, I have dice. Hello. Investigation, that's gonna be a 15. 15? Okay, as you go to look, you find an overturned vase where the water is all spilled out and it's broken and there's flowers that kind of poured out, but that is where the stench, that water is where the stench is, oh. is coming from. Oh, that's awful. Wait a minute, there was a lobster in that water. I'm a murderer. Either the lobster is wandering around this house or Biblio ate him. I'm gonna go find Biblio. What smells like lobster dinner in that face? <laughs> and as you're, you're going to investigate and looking around, like at first, like, oh God, maybe the lobster escaped. And uh, you lean down just to check underneath the couches and things. Your hand presses against uh, a table and it doesn't move. Your hand doesn't move. Oh, my move. hand doesn't move? Yes. Biblio? And then... The edge of the table, the mouth opens. Look at you, clever baby! Oh, and, you hid so good, I didn't even recognize you! And and as it opens its mouth and does its little trill, it reeks like the dock ward. Oh, you got a lobster, didn't you? Did you eat a lobster? Lick my face if you got the lobster. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good boy! Such a good boy. Okay, we're gonna go to bed, okay? Actually, Biblio, come outside. Can you turn into a wagon? Not big a enough. A dog right? cart? Like a wheelbarrow? Something that would be okay to put behind a horse, basically. Uh, your horse cannot pull Biblio. Damn. Yeah. Okay, although, he can't do wheels. Uh, well, although he could possibly do like a sled or a small like. Oh, that's right. Minutes weigh like tons. Yes, he, he is very heavy, which is no matter what form he takes, it takes him forever to move. Yeah, you're just dragging. Like the wheels aren't turning; it's just dragging along. I'm gonna get you back home. Anybody got a flatbed truck? I'm gonna have to go back and get, but how are we gonna get you on it? This, well, the way that happened last time is you had movers help you and you all like, and they were like, God, what is oh, that's this? Right. What is in this chest? And uh, lifted we'll it. Don't worry like, about that in the morning. Let's yeah. get some sleep. And she'll yeah. go over to the sofa. Come here, baby. <laughs> and it'll you know, slowly right. creep across the floor towards you. Go ahead and make me, as you drift off to sleep, on the sofa. Go ahead and make me a con save. <laughs> oh, God. Don't <laughs> get smothered by your pet. Seisha was devoured. 22. Okay. You are you are able to sleep through the night regardless of the acrid stench. Awesome. Because <laughs> it smells awful. It's so bad. Ratchet. <laughs> it's, it's a ratchet salon. And... <clears throat> Biblio like pulls the tabled form up next to it and you rest an arm over him. It's stuck there all night. Yay. But while that is happening, uh, Vinley, I am uh, 
you're doing a ritual? Yes. Uh, before Seisha knocks on the door, it was just uh, an awkward silence broken by Vinley's prayer to Jurgle and Mistra of her saying, thank you for these corpses. I will use them to the best of my ability. And then she asks Voss to disembowel one while she disembowels the other. And I do it. while her hands are all dirty and stuff, she holds them up, answers Seisha, and then after Seisha leaves, she'll look at Voss and say, I, uh, I had a question for you. Of course. And don't assume anything or take this the wrong way. I just, it's been puzzling me for a, a while, and you're the only one who can answer it. I'm listening. When I died, uh, Lo was beside me, and I heard all of you. When... You said, if I came back, I would never have to suffer this alone. Uh, did you mean uh, alone by all of you? Or was it implied that it was just you? In this group, I sometimes feel, I felt alone. I don't feel like there's anyone who truly understands me. Sometimes I don't truly understand anyone, except you. You understand best this life. It's a combination of things. Your age, but what you've been through, it's similar. I feel like when the hard decisions have to be made, sometimes you're the only one on my side. So yes, I'll be with you for as long as I can. As I am here now, ensuring that you do not have to suffer this alone. But I doubt the rest of the group would leave your side either. I, I only brought it up because there are two instances that stand out to me in my mind that involve you that I don't understand why they occurred the way they did. The first one was in a beer when I was controlled. Yeah. You said something to me that broke me out of it. If, I, if anyone else had done that, Voss, I don't think it would have worked. I don't understand it, but it snapped me out of it. And for the record, please never do that again. I, 
I don't like to be manipulated in any sense of the word, even if it is for the betterment of my life. And the second um, scenario is, I told Harold a, a while ago that when members of this group, my friends, touch my skin, the reason I recoil from it isn't because I feel disgusting anymore or anything like that. It feels like electricity running through my veins. And I can't understand that either, but it's what it is. But the one time you have removed your glove and touched my hand, I realized it wasn't shocking and it wasn't gross. It felt as if Savard was in my stomach doing cartwheels. And can you explain this to me? Because I, do, I don't understand what's going on in my head. There is clearly, when I understand each other much better, I think the others do. I think between you and I, there is a closeness. Perhaps not seen amongst the others, if only through our shared experience. I. I can't explain exactly what's happening, but just monitor this feeling. Tell me if it keeps occurring. I'll, I'll help you through it, okay? Okay. I will. It'll be my new experiment. Yeah. Um, don't forget the tongue on that one. Yes. He had a mouth on him. Of course. And she will quietly go back to uh, reanimating these corpses. Okay. Skeletons and... or zombies? Oh, skeletons. Okay. okay. They're clean. <laughs> They're cleaner. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. And you raise them both as skeletons. And I will give one, I will reattach their armor and I will use their clothing to kind of pad it out a little bit so it fits normally. And then the costume they were wearing, the black cloaks, I will put uh -huh. that directly back on them, put the heads up or the hoods up and yep. put both of my masks, the tears and the hearts yep. on their faces and look at them and say, <sighs> this feels right. <laughs> I suppose this is your element. I hope to make good use of this at some point in time. I do too. Uh, it's quite a shame that the last one was killed so swiftly. You are getting better at this. I can see the necessity of it. 
This is the first time I've actually tried to reanimate two at the same time. I was about to say. I'm surprised there aren't. Seems to be some sort of monumental undertaking for you. <laughs> I can't wait to make more. I know this magic is verboten for some people. I'll admit it still makes me slightly uncomfortable, but I trust you. Thank you. I I feel the same way about Major Bane. Yeah. I like Mage Bane too. <laughs> I also wanted to say, uh, the mask you wore tonight. It was absolutely as someone would say, inspiring. I pull it out and look at it for a second and I said, I never thought something like them could feel the experience of fear so purely. It is as if it's manifested. I couldn't see what it looked like whenever it turned back. Can you describe it to me? Oh, it was gorgeous, really. It was a work of art. Uh, it looked as if these pieces were peeling skin off of your face and your skeleton underneath was revealed and bugs were crawling in and out of everywhere. Here, I can put it on and show you. Please. <laughs> Genuinely curious. Okay. And you put it on and as you're looking at it, you see the black uh, matte and glossy uh, demonic uh, face with the embers like coals that smoke out and then mm -hmm. Vinley, you feel something around your chin area and as you open your mouth six plates stretch back and encase Vinley's head into almost a helmet and you see what uh, below it is this porcelain like aged skull where these hooks are in all of the orifices connected to the plates as these mechanical like centipedes and spiders and other bugs start rolling on tr like if you look close enough, you, you feel can... tracks that they're actually rolling on and moving through yeah. and around, and, and they're in a continuous loop. And as you step back, it looks very realistic. Voss's mouth hangs open because he feels the pangs of fear hitting his chest, staring at this. He oh. wonders for a moment, you look great. As he says, like, with a shaking wavering to his voice, because he's, there's a legitimate fear to it, but also an excitement, staring at this thing. And she will remove it? Yep, you just slide the plates back in over the, uh, the skull. And it goes um, back to the demonic fate, you know, of what, what it is, and you take it off. And... I take it and I say... I have plans for this. Well, I hope to be included in this. In all honesty, you'll probably be the first to know. <laughs> all right, well, I have some exercises to do with these two. Perhaps we of should course. go. Yes. Good night, Bentley. I, I hope your future remains illuminating. And know that I did mean what I said. I clasp her shoulder gently, and I walk out the door. All right. And as you retire to your rooms, and everyone settles down for the night, till Harold returns. 
Yep. Um, the skeletons are doing their calisthenics mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> lunges. Lunge, yeah, yep. yeah. They're yoga posing. Um, <laughs> everybody retires for the night into a heavy sleep. And <clears throat> Voss, what are you dreaming about tonight? Oh, are you dreaming? I. As soon as Voss goes back to his room, the conversation he had with Finley, the talk he had with the actress, he sets the mask down, strips down, completely naked, and sits on the bed and just looks at the burnt remains, scar tissue of his skin, but looks particularly at the emblem seared into his left ring finger and he pulls out the petrified eye and sets it on the chair across from him for a second stares at it and then says you may have tried to take her from me but I am taking her back you will not get a victory over me I don't care what you do or where you are. I will end any trace of you that ever existed. And I place the eye back into my coat and with incredibly mixed emotions, but whenever I am, I always go back to my standby of anger. I sleep and dream of kills past. All right. Okay. Uh, One rest. Hold on. As you are dreaming about your kills in the past, starting with your first, moving to the one that nearly separated the group, and then those beyond, you became the man you once were. In the middle of the night, you are shocked awake by the feeling of the cold night sea breeze wafting into your room, followed by a sharp, cold edge of steel pressed against your throat. The weight of the hooded and masked woman lowers over your stomach, pinning you to the bed as she hovers over you. In a panic, seeing you awake, she quickly drags the dagger across your skin, doing... Ah! 20 points of damage. Cool. And as you grab your throat, she jumps off you with the silent grace of a dancer and pulls her rapier ready to attack again. She now stands between you and the open door to your balcony. Deep, muted midnight purples and dull grays trimmed in faint, subdued uh, red trim hide her form as she nearly blends away into the shadows. I want to know everything you think you know about me. But before you say anything, drink that. She points to a vial that's sitting on uh, on your nightstand, uh, and the bottle is filled with an effervescing clear liquid. Have I seen this before? You have. Mm, I know. Yes, actually, yes, yeah. you have. I know what this is, then. I press, um, 
something against my throat to stimulate the blood. But I pick the bottle up. I do it with my left hand. And in the moonlight, I want her to see the branding on my finger as I do. Okay. And I uncork it. I drink it. And I will, if I don't know if I can purposely fail a save, but I will. If you want you, to fail it, you can. Absolutely. I purposely failed this save. Okay. Uh, you are poisoned and under the effects of Zone of Truth. Yep. And, and I need I to know, what are your current surface thoughts? My current surface thoughts are... I don't know. It's Boss's current surface thoughts are... I don't know if this is the truth you want to know. Okay. But okay. he... Naked, sits back on the bed and just waits. Okay. Do you work for the Reforged Ring? I did work for the Reforged Ring. I no longer do. What are your surface thoughts with that answer? Uh, my surface thoughts go back to images. I think of Kalika. I think of Bracken. I think of one other who I won't name here, but she gets the image in her mind. Okay. Do you work for my brother or my parents? No. I don't even know who your brother is. And what are your surface thoughts? I hate them. I hate the Rosnars. What do you want with me? I, at first, I just thought I knew you. Now I know I do. And all I want is just to know that you are safe and alive, happy, maybe. And even to help you. Whatever the case may be. And what are your surface thoughts with I, this answer? I have the image of her getting dragged off the ship. In my mind. What are you not telling me? My name is Voss. I was born in Dagger Ford and sold to the Reforged Ring at the age of five. Your name is Mellow, and so are you. We grew up together. I don't know why you don't remember it. Maybe I'm glad you don't, but that's the truth. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, before that, what were your surface thoughts with those answers? I think I, uh, surface thoughts are, I'm thinking back to the times of the orphanage, the only time in my life where I ever felt happy. Okay. Uh, 16. Okay. okay. 
you can feel her presence in your mind as if digging around deeper into your thoughts, not just reading the surface, but there's a little hesitation and your mind is creating its own protections as she cannot break through. I, if there's, I don't mind certain areas. There is one thing I don't want her to see and you know what that is. Yeah, and you, you, you know that she did not dig deep enough to find that. Okay. Um, and as you say all this, just as quickly as she came, you watch as the roguish dancing noblewoman turns and darts off into the night like a phantom dissolving into the city of darkness. I Your try passive... to grab her. Go ahead. Go ahead and uh, make me an attack roll. Attack roll? Okay. Uh, athletics check, sorry. Okay, that's what athletics. I thought. Um, probably not. 13. No. Like, you go and where she was, her form is so quick, she is not there. Yeah, she just there. spins out of the way. And I... Your passive nothing. insight does pick up that although she tried to stay stoic and resolved, you saw small twitches in her body language of seated doubt and discord of circles that circles in her mind. And you get the feeling that she believes what you say. Well, she has to an extent because I mean, she, she under, believes what, what you said to be true because you're under the zone of truth and you can get the feeling that she probably needs time to process this because you just I, hit her with a Mack truck. I, as she leaves, I scream one thing out at her in a furious fit of rage. They bought you! And from the other rooftop, she looks back at you and then turns away. And you can see that seed of doubt. Uh, I think Harold would come running down the stairs if I heard him yelling. Um... Sure. Um, yeah, who yeah. heard that? Uh, Vinley. Okay, how about this? Uh, whoever, Vinley and Harold, if you want to hear it, um, make a con save. Okay. Well, that. To see okay. if it is enough to stir you to from stir your. You from your. That's too. That's super legit. Probably not good enough for me. We'll see. Fifteen. And Vinley. Twelve. Um. Vinley, you hear something, but then you just kind of roll over as you're thinking about all of the emotions you're processing as well. Uh, Harold, you actually do hear screams from downstairs. Yeah, you can't make out what was said, but there's like some something is screaming in Voss's voice. Yep. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I grabbed my knife and I grabbed my cane. Oh, you gotta fuck. get uh, Otter here. I know, I'm trying, and I'm gonna, I'm like, Earl, watch the place, and I'm going to, Earl, I'm going as quietly as I can down the stairs with my knife in one hand and my cane in the other, and then I'm gonna slip up to Voss's door and knock twice with the head of the cane, and then grab the knife and hold it back and be like, very handsome yeah. guy out here, almost got a six pack, real close. I, I, 
Close the door behind me, knowing she's out of yeah, reach. The, the, on the back yeah, window. Yeah, yeah. And I quickly put on a pair of pants. Um, and I just, I open the door and say, yeah. Whoa. Easy, easy. You be easy. You're screaming, man. Yeah, I mean, my boxer's looking like some kind of psychopath running around here like I'm doing some kind of weird parade. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, Are you right? His throat is cut, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's why he's like, uh... I, um... slipped out of my bed. I fell on my knife. It uh, woke me up hard that you s okay okay i'm not gonna even All roll right. uh i just <laughs> okay let's say that's what happened and if that isn't what happened and you remember later we can discuss it then in the meantime i'm gonna reach up and i'm gonna cast healing word at max level and i'm gonna be like get better. And I'm gonna touch him with the throat, and he will heal... Oh, I can just... I think you're D&D Beyond. 16. So heal 16? Yeah. And he's I gonna just... Take it. Just kind of looks at you, like... He clearly knows something is up, but can also clearly see, like, you are not ready to talk about it, and he's just like... Hey, look, man, it whatever's going on whatever happened at that show that fucking creepy ass mask it's cool dude I've, I've got your back on anything just know that if you ever want to not handle all this alone there's a handsome guy almost got a six pack waiting upstairs ready to help you almost got it real close doing sit ups yeah, it's, it's almost there. It's coming in very well. It's... Dude, you, you got to tell somebody something. We're all real scared. And if somebody comes and kills you or something, which is what I'm guessing just tried to happen, who, who am I going to go find and punish for what they did to you? Harold. Don't tell anyone else this happened. Promise me you won't say anything to the group. I promise you I won't say anything to the group. I may ask you for your help on something later on, but... You, you studied at the College of the Bards, right? You studied some forms of magic, didn't you? Y you know, studied's a strong word, but I was there. I, I, read I need stuff. to know, is there a... A spell, some form of magic that can alter someone's mind, make change things. Is that possible? Yeah. Yep. That's yes. I know exactly what spell that is. Can it be undone? I'm not that familiar. I could look it up for you. Would you? Yeah. Yeah. I 
I would ask gently, but I don't want her asking a lot of questions. You don't seem to want anybody to be asking any questions. Harold. There are parts of my life I'm not ready to confront. And I don't know what to do sometimes. I just need time to parse this out and plan. Okay? I just want to remind you. You're a guy that thinks that as long as you've got it all figured out and planned out, it's all going to work out the way you want it and because of force of will and because you've tried really hard. And, and I, I, I just want you to remember that, like, sometimes playing it by ear is the healthiest way. Sometimes you have to confront these things and you can't just keep building layers of walls hoping eventually it doesn't break down the door. I mean, you know, I... I cut up bodies and I got drunk with Vinley and I cried it out and I'm not over it, but I'm better. You know, uh, I, we, we've, everybody has their way of getting it out. You're trying to shut it in and I'm worried about you because I, you, you don't process things in a healthy way sometimes, man. I'm just saying, and I'm not trying to be rude. I just, you're like a brother to me, man. I hate to see you in pain. I hate to see you like this. It's killing me. And if it's killing me, I know it's killing everybody else. Boss kind of realizing he's let loose and how open he is actually takes a step back and breathes and kind of you watch you can even see it Harold as he just pushes it down again a discussion for another time we have to discuss it eventually tomorrow is Vio Mediana's birthday and we are perusing your lead another time soon I'm I'd be a bad friend if I didn't push you on this soon agreed just answer one question for me tonight and I promise you I won't ask anything else yeah you picked a good time for that actually did somebody break into the house and try to kill you tonight this at first i wouldn't have been able to lie to him about right. and you the, have not said I'm anything. Sorry. yeah you are not in you have not said anything that is a lie you are not forced to tell the truth you can skirt around and avoid answering the question you just cannot ah. tell a blatant lie 
which gotcha. you have not done. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Just want to make sure. But um, I am. I just want you to understand. I don't know who this person is or what she looks like or what's going on, but if any of us catch her in here and we don't know who she is, we're going to kill that lady before you get a chance to tell us not to because that's- There is a white hot flash of anger and you can feel it move through him as he was He immediately lifts his hands and not out of malice. It's because we won't know who's attacking you in our house. You have to tell somebody. We have to know. You don't have to tell us much. You just need to be a spin it, man. Be like, I've got this friend I met in town. Occasionally she shows up. We get in arguments. Don't let it freak you out. That's all you have to say. But you need to say something like that because you think Vinley's going to think twice if some random person sneaks into the house. I don't know what the situation is. I think if you thought we'd be in trouble, you'd have told us by now. This so, is the, it's not the, the team is not in danger. I don't think so either. That's not a problem. I know. I would I would tell you. I, I know. You. Hey, I know, man. I know. I trust you. Like don't don't get it twisted. I trust you inherently. I, I think if you didn't tell me the truth, it'd be for a good reason, like with the fish. You've never lied to me about anything super vital yet, as far as I know. I don't know. I just was worried about you, man. Still worried about you. But soon, we both agreed. So, yes. Concentrate your efforts on tomorrow and uh, everything on that end. I will. We have work to do. We'll see You're going to sleep tonight, right? I don't know. Best of luck, buddy. And he's gonna kind of give him one last look. Like I can't as you know. as you do that, I say I didn't fall off. Oh, yeah. well, that's that's a relief. I totally bought that. Yeah, well, I did. I hope everything works out for you, man. And if you need anything, you know, I I know this guy who gave me some great advice and I sort of owe him. So and I clap him on the shoulder and I head back upstairs. I just kind of watch him leave for a second. I slowly close the door behind me. And feeling honestly numb from the day's events, I just lean against the back post of my bed and just stare at the window. And if sleep catches me it does but if it doesn't you've had a very long day you started in a beer you yeah yeah <laughs> and you did everything you try and fight it with your the emotions and the memories you are processing but eventually you do just okay. knock out and <clears throat> as everyone can now take a long rest the long rest button and as morning finds you we're gonna take a break oh. and we'll be back in about 15 or 20 minutes Finley, yeah. yes i have a question before i went to bed could i have cast gentle repose on the leg please 
Sure. Yeah, of course. Thanks. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So um, if you haven't already, enter uh, hashtag Eldritch. Eldritch. Uh, and uh, we have something else to announce uh, at break. Uh, we introduced uh, an, a pretty fun NPC called Ukoria Stone Marrow, who is the head of the Magus and Protectors Guild. Uh, she is actually being released next week on Idol Champions uh, as a champion mm. uh, with her and her shield guardian. And because of that, we have a gold chest code to give away. Uh, it is in the Twitch chat, so you can process that and get your uh, free gold chest uh, for Idol Champions and be on the lookout next week for her to make her uh, debut in Idol Champions. Yes, everyone can use that code. Uh, you just need the Idol Champions game. Yep, and that's yeah. it. So we'll be back in about 15. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in a couple of minutes. Welcome to Rock Punch, where the jokes are freaking awesome and the shenanigans are always dabbing. Come join the gang on a, like a really hot vape adventure around Atlanta, Georgia. Watch the crew as they just jerk off around the workplace, dog. Complain about movies that you can watch on a phone or whatever. whatever. Stream on Twitch like Minecraft and other stuff. Is boredom a part of your day? Then you need to seize the moment. Maybe take DMT. Look at that! Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it a reference to Fleischer cartoons from the 40s? Anyway, these guys don't have jobs, I guess. But they do at twitch.tv slash rockpunchatl. Or if you're like old school and like analog, you can watch their videos are released every Wednesday on YouTube. You ever think that Wednesday is not spelled like it sounds? You should say it like Wednesday, but it doesn't. Anyway, whatever you do, hit that subscribe button and be the first to like it. What do you say about that, Colton? I... Great. I, I'm not... Excellent. We're totally in the same room together. Anyway, with entertainment for geeks and gamers, things that are cool now in 2020, there's surely something for everyone at Rock Punch. So take a break from all your sick skate moves on your Heelys, or save your money at the vape shop and tune into Rock Punch, bruh. Dab, 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 dab. Oh, oh man, that was a lot and we're still not even finished. Harold, no, put the pants down. You know we're out of cream. Hey everybody, and we're back. Whoa! What a first half! Wow, An emotional roller coaster. Probably one of the best uh, emotional yeah, roller coasters yeah. we've ever been on. Stuff happens, things were said. Go back and watch it. I I can't even put that into words. Yeah, That's well, my recap. Yeah, I, the recap would be they have conversations. <laughs> Strap in, <laughs> bring uh, tissues. Yeah, <laughs> but the night's over, and it's a new day. day. <laughs> it's a new day. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and they're like, where do we go from here? Uh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> um, all right. You all long rested. Make sure you hit that long rest button and confirm, oh, <laughs> confirm that long rest. Yes, thank you. I can roll my dice. Yes, yes. Go ahead and roll your uh, your potent, uh, potent, potent dice. Yeah. You have, as as a lender would say, you have foreseen this moment. Ah. Uh, uh, you all gather together for the morning in the common room or in the tavern, if you so wish. Mm -hmm. After having breakfast and completing your morning rituals, such as Benley casting uh, her flock of familiars and uh, 
renewing the spell she casted last night. Even though she I have a lot of to. friends at breakfast. Yeah. Yep. Even though she didn't need to, she just wants to make it one of those things as a ritual in the morning. Um, <clears throat> and you guys begin discussing plans for the day. Hey, so we're doing this this field trip, right? Right, and the best part about this field trip is that we're all going to be in disguises and not look like ourselves. That's the most important part of the field trip. I'm bringing at my... this point, Petunia's here, right? Yes, we'll okay. say that uh, because you told her last night, you gave her the option, and she shows up. Perfect. Well, why are we going to be disguised? Well, you see, I'm investigating one of Manchun's kind of situations there looking for some weaknesses and so the last thing we want if this thing's going to go well is for him to know that it's us excuse me just mention i've got a running tiff we it's a we've got a running tiff it's it's a small little it's a it's a beef it's a small he killed me i'm gonna beat this guy's ass, but I have to do it very carefully. So so that's basically the long and the short of it. Please we. don't go around talking about it. We. Okay. Whatever the case, do we have any context for this black market? What's being yes. sold? What's being done there? Oh, well, not exactly. I know it's called Joaquin's Wares, and, uh, and I know that I've met the guy. He's like a bald little human. His name's uh, Morris Lint. Is it Lente um, or Lint? Lint, but you're thinking of the pawn shop where you know the black market is supposed to be at. You know Morris because you sold something to him a long time ago before you even got wrapped up uh, with the rose. Right. Um, and I, Do I know whether or not he's tied into the black market? You're, you're not sure. You just know your information was like, go uh, here on this day yeah the this is how you get in yeah the winter's wind is running the black market go to the joaquin's wares which is a pawn shop in the southern ward all right and i will explain that and i'm like and so it's best that we don't get seen as ourselves you know i heard a story once about a phoenix uh named joaquin he was really sweet a little crazy but really sweet so cool. I, I hate to be the um the obvious one here, but and she'll look over to V and then look down at herself and then look back up to the other humanoids in the room and she'll go, I've oh. got I've got it all worked out. Okay. Done this sort of thing a million times. Harold. Yeah. Can I bring a date? I don't know. I don't know that this is like entirely date material, but the problem is your date is really noticeable and obvious. Well, if you're going to disguise me, you could disguise her. I could. I'm not against it. If you want to ask. Anybody mind? Hey! Who's your date? Um, her name is Gariel. Gary, Gary, like the, like the one at the, like yep, that Gariel? Yep. Like the one that, hmm. Yeah, the scary mm -hmm. one, yeah. That's the one. Scary? I say She's to Petunia, She's intimidating at best. This may go against your moral statutes at Fort Gray. I would ask that you be a little bit flexible. Oh, I can be. I can do that. Inside. <laughs> I would also like to make an insight on that one. Did they get advantage oh, on that? Was that my 
I think they don't they also get advantage on insight rolls when trying to figure out if someone's lying? Or is that just me? Click click on your, your item. Should tell you. Or your not item. my item, it's me. Um, it's oh, under traits. It'll be under your features and traits. Look on D and D Beyond under your auras and see if that is indeed what happens. D and D Beyond. Ura. Class speeches. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna bother rolling against it. Uh, Voskin picked up that it wasn't that she was trying to hide the fact that she isn't going to be. She was trying to hide the fact that she was try about to probably say something that could have been misinterpreted as inappropriate and decided to say something else. <laughs> Just for future reference, if you're within 10 feet of me, you get advantage on insight checks to uncover lies. Like, like Voss would have been like, oh, she's she, basically what you thought. She was like, oh, I can be flexible. No, no, <laughs> no. Let's not say that here, Petunia. Oh my god. Voss oh, <laughs> <laughs> takes this in, um, but just nods and does not question your uh, tenacity anymore. Look. I'm going to go see if she wants to come while you start getting everybody made up. Make a line. This is Manchu's black market, right? Oh, just, I don't think it's his black market. I think it's just a black market that these guys might attend. Suddenly something clicking with him. Do people own the black market? Somebody's Or are they just part of it? I will let Voss know. He would definitely know. Um... You all kind of know this, but Voss, because of Keen Mind and his past. The Zentarum is known as, colloquially, as the Black Network. They are a black market. Yeah. That is oh, what they never do. mind. Then all yeah. over Faerun. <laughs> then I was super wrong, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and and they, are, they, are, yeah, they are a shady organization, but they are a well-known faction that yeah. has been... You saw banners of them in the play you just did, which means they sent our, an army of members to fight against Tiamat forces. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're dark and shady, but at the same time, like they're well known around Faerun for being reputable at times. They're kind of mafia. Right. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> a thought clicking in Boss's mind would be all right. If if we met there, I should be fine disguising myself. I'm used to this sort of thing. Okay. Um, something I want to take care of right before. Mind if everyone met there at, say, say, I guess like one, two hours? I do How I are we going to recognize each other? Uh, we'll pick a spot and thinking about how much do I know about this part of town? It's the trades ward, so I mean, you can just pick a spot in the trades ward to meet. It's super yeah, easy I, to do. Pick a spot in the trades ward. Southern ward. Sorry, southern ward. Southern ward. I pick a it, spot. The, in the black market's ward. not like a specific time, is it? No, uh, you knew that it was from sunup to sundown. Perfect. Cool. Awesome. I'll be the one um, with the two companions. Boss. Right. Take I will. Oh, Rex. What should I do to disguise myself? I got you. Don't worry. I got an okay. idea. I mean, I, I have my cloak that I can change into. Bring the cloak, but I, we have to make you not a Goliath, and I know how to do that. Can you I make me blonde? I want to try being blonde. I can try. Okay. All right, meet up with you guys at the place Boss mentioned. Go team! Go BFGs! Go BFGs! E. 
Okay, uh, so <clears throat> Harold, Petunia, Binley, and V stay behind. Uh, Sasha goes um, down to the dock ward. Mm-hmm. And Voss, I'm not sure where we're going with you uh, yet, but we'll get there in a second. Okay. Um, Sasha, you find yourself back down, taking your horse, back down uh, <clears throat> in the shady streets of the dock ward where the stench of the fish fills the crevices un, uh, you know, unkept by the uh, dung sweepers guild as they just as they clean the streets it just pushes the fish guts and stuff more into the cobblestones that bakes into the summer st- sun um, uh, it smells it, like Rainier's <laughs> yes it does uh, the oh. signature smell of yep. of the dock uh, womp womp you make your way back <laughs> make your way back to the tavern that sells one thing that is to get cheap drunk ale that tastes that's very watered down and has the anchor embedded into its roof uh, and as you um, as you walk in uh, you look around and uh, you don't see Gariel at the bar you just <clears throat> see uh, a couple drunkards the, the, the usual people that you see there uh, and Arrakis uh, behind the bar um, she'll approach Arrakis um hey is Ariel around, or is she still at her ship? She um, is busy today. Oh, okay. Doing well, rare you, stuff. Can you let her know when I stop by. Of course, she was delighted with your letter. Okay. You read a really nice one back. You received it. Good. I'll let her know. Thanks. Um, can I offer you something to drink? Sure, I'll take one. And it is uh, two nib for the hour. And you just have one. Oh, a bog yeah. water? Bog yeah. water beer. Mm. <laughs> it can't be rude and say no. It's the chunks that make it good. <laughs> it drinks yeah, like a it's, meal. It's very chewy. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's, it, very... you drink it and then it's like you got a nice, like, beer gum. Yeah, just like a film, a good day. film. Beer gum. Oh, God. Um, and she'll just kind of be Seisha and make small talk with Arrakis. And when that's done, when she finishes her beer, she'll thank him and get back to her horse and head back to the uh, tavern. Yep. Uh, sounds good. Voss, where are you going? I'm going to Mertz. Okay. All right, you make your way down to the most southern end of Castle Ward on the south side of Mount Waterdeep. The naval dock's close enough that you can smell the sweet scent of sea that just barely mixes with the stench of the nearby dock ward and Miss Shore. You come back to the disheveled and neglected mansion on Coin Alley, owned by Lord Walrus and Old Wolf himself, Mert the Moneylender. You knock yeah. on the door, and a few moments you are greeted by the curly blonde, foppish old rogue. Ah, Mr. Ronto, the old shitbag. <laughs> what experience uh, uh, do you bring to slop on my doorstep today? Months almost up, so I hope this is not a warning that my tavern investment is not going to be paid come the first of Elisa's. 
not no, having no. any more trouble with the guilds, are you? Because going after no. your money is going after my money. Yes, I understand this. <laughs> he pauses for a moment to see if he's going to continue on his rant. Yeah. But then he appears to be silent. No, he <laughs> yeah. continues. Yeah. But... <laughs> Good. You only owe 250 <clears throat> dragons, a small sum for our adventurers. <clears throat> Once that is paid, we can work out a more favorable partnership for both of us. Yes. Yeah, I, become, I become part owner and take a smaller cut. But we can talk business later. What do you need from Mert the Merciless? I need to borrow money. <laughs> and he leans in like real close to you. Oh, now we're having fun. <sighs> you gotta spend am... money to make money. True for adventures, as he like claps you on the shoulder. And even truer for retired adventures, as uh, he stands back up and claps himself on the, and dusts himself off. Yeah. So what do you, what? am I investing in? I know you're a well-informed man in the city. You must have heard of the black market going on. And I step inside, so we're outside. Um, yeah. Out of the other area. Uh, the black market happening with the Zentarum and Joaquin's way. Oh, yes. What are Manchun's investments? I... You're going to have fun. Had a grand time there a few times I met, when I met him uh, to have tea and Suzale. But don't get lost and haggle everything. You could end up with a knife to your throat, but some pay extra for that kind of experience in fest halls anyhow. <laughs> uh, uh, and I rub my throat a little bit from the night before. Um, but I say, I have thought some places like this and Opportunities like this are rare to either pick up useful items or something more. How do you don't any like he puts his hand? You don't need to explain black market. What is enough? <clears throat> I'm an old rogue myself, you know. But yeah. since this is not a true investment and more of a quick return loan. You kind of have me with my pants down, and here I am without makeup. Ah, funny. So, let's ah. talk politics. And you spend about the next 30 minutes discussing how to borrow, how much to borrow, what it's for, interest rates, and how or when you're going to pay it back. You can go ahead and make a persuasion check. Yep. <laughs> Should have brought Harold, but this is kind of a weird conversation. Hey, it's not bad though. 21. Woo! Natural 19 wow. plus two. All right. Wow. Okay. There is well something. Done. There is something yeah. about you that he seems to just relish. Like he said in the thing, in, in, in the cart uh, or in the carriage, that you remind him a lot of himself in his younger days. And he kind of gets and kind of reminisces a bit, talking about one like an old adventure, old con that he tried to pull once that ended up with you know Dernan being extremely embarrassed. Uh, and by by the end of the half hour, um, he has been laughing so hard 
he's turned almost blue, retelling these stories, uh, that he slaps his knee and tells you that you can borrow, he will lend you a thousand dragons. Or up to a thousand dragons. Yeah, so up to you, up to a thousand dragons. With 0% interest to be paid off within a month. I take all of it. Yep. I take all of it. I was no way you can do it. Yeah, knowing that Voss thinks about it for a moment, but thinking about what could be there, um, he takes it and uh, acts as jovial and as kind as he can, given the fact that this was, knowing a few things, he came to Mert specifically for this, but just kind of banters back and forth with him for a while, but he takes the All right, and uh, as you go to leave. Some words of advice. Spend it on returning investments and not on some beauty blessed by Sune. That's what the profits are for. Aye. I'll either be spending it on something deadly or something I really need. I don't think that a Sune priest is not deadly. They get you when you're most vulnerable. Ah, words to live by. I slowly back out <laughs> the door. If you want to make a religion um, check, you can. I was about to. It's like, do I even know what that is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I do not. That's a five. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. No. I just uh, smile and nod. And uh, as you... man who could kick my ass. Yep, and as you continue on and, and uh, make your way towards uh, the meetup, um, what are you doing to disguise yourself? Um, I'm wearing Vinley's mask, so I wait to put this on until I'm in deep in the war. Um, okay. Basic hood up black cloak across. Once again, I look like... Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't. I look like everyone already. Can I disguise myself without a disguise and not be recognized? You do not know. I will put on the mask then, because just even though the mask is a little bit more recognizable, um, I don't want the chance of being recognized here hitting me. Um... I'm trying to use your keen mind has the times that you've used the mask were for the carriage mm -hmm. heist and what other times um Kim did I use it on the dock ward whenever we stole that ship we stole like fish food I think you had another mask. You didn't have it at that point. Yeah. Uh, I think it was just that then. I don't think yeah. it was another time. Yeah, I would, I'm, I'm trying to make like sure. Big, like big times where the, there would be people who would recognize the mask. I think that's the biggest one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to think just because you have keen mind. You I can't know. remember another one. But I, I don't like, remember I either. Remember I don't I remember either. I think there was just that one. There may have been another one, but I can't okay. think of the stuff. Yeah. So I, I, will, I will risk it. Yep. Sounds good. Um, Seisha, are you returning back to the manor? Yes. Okay. 
uh, to get made up. Yes. Yeah. I'm yep. going to get weird. Yep. Uh, all right, Harold. I need you to make me five disguise kit checks. Can yep. I give him advantage on these using my hair color changing comb? Uh, you cannot, but, uh, well. You don't have it. I, have I don't. It, and I never gave it back to you. Well, that's right. Motherfucker. You go to, you go to reach in to do that, and the comb is not there. Oh. All right. Um, so let me see. What is that roll exactly? Uh, it is going to be your proficiency bonus. Plus your, hang on. Uh, it's either dex or intelligence, your choice. Dex or intelligence. Well, dex, definitely. Um, and the disguise kit, I guess that's what gives me the proficiency bonus, isn't it? Okay, here we go. This isn't terrifying or anything. I'm so, going to try. Uh, who are we starting with? We're going to start with V because. I'm going to make her as cute a furbolg as I can. Okay. Um, I want to, like, and I'm going to try to make her hair blonde as well. We'll see how that works out. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. Your hair's going to end up orange on your fucking birthday. Jesus Christ. I hope this doesn't happen. There's nothing wrong with orange hair. Not the, it, no, I'm not saying red, yeah. beautiful. It is when thing. it's a bleached black. I'm talking Lilu. I'm talking. Uh-huh. Oh, not bad at all. 19. Okay. All right. Who's next? Let's do Petunia. What are you making Petunia look like? Petunia is going to become a goblin today. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to be a chonky goblin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That was even better. 24. You're a choblin. Do I look brave? Oh. I think uh, not. Let's see. Who's... I was going to say not at all. Nah. <laughs> Seisha's next, right? Sure. Seisha's not there. Oh, did you come back? Oh, yeah, that's that's true. Would I be back? Uh, we'll get through everybody before Seisha. Yeah. Okay. So who would be next? Who's uh, left? Vinley. Vinley or Vinley. yourself. So uh, if it helps you make the decision, Vinley has not taken off the makeup from last night. She's still got basically these smoky eyes. <laughs> okay. And he looks over after to her. And, eyes, <laughs> and he kind of um, considers a moment and uh, looks to her and he's like, look, I, I don't, I know you're very proud to be an elf, so I, I don't want, to, I'm just going to try to make you look like a different elf if that's okay. <clears throat> Give me a uh, blue skin. I like that one. Those elves are pretty. All right, not a problem. Uh, here we go. <laughs> not a problem, he says. Let's see. Uh, oh man, I'm fucking killing it tonight. Nineteen. I'm doing great. So far, so good. Watch me, fucking natural right, one. And uh, we'll, we'll say about this time, Seisha comes in, so you can uh, do Seisha. We'll save yourself for less. Seisha. Hey. Is Gary coming? No, she was busy today. She's doing Doom Raider stuff. That's okay, because I was like running out of makeup and I was like, Sorry, oh, shit, there's Sorry another if my breath's a little funky. I, I had a beer. 
Oh no, it's okay. It's not a. Probably As you get him. closer, he's like, oh. Oh, and by the way, bug water. We forgot oh, about the lobster. What lobster? The lobster that got thrown in the vase. Lobster? Did he pull through? Not after <laughs> Biblio was done with him. <laughs> We're going to have to pay someone to go clean that house because it smells foul. We're going to go with a nice half-elf. We're just going to, like, a nice half-elf. We're, we're going to ignore Renair's house. Oh, dude, I'm going to have to tell Renair I'm a murderer. All right, here we go. Tell he might take it a little so, better even from her. Hey, V, happy birthday. Happy birthday, V. Thanks. <laughs> All right, what, uh, what are you, uh, go ahead and roll it. What did you get for Seisha? Let's see. Oh, yes. It's a 17, so that's uh, 22. All right. And uh, you pull out some nice, like, prosthetic little ears that you, like, put on. Oh, you can eyes. On the ear. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Just right on the money with that. And <clears throat> then he looks at himself, and he's like, okay. And I'm going to disguise myself. Straight continue. I want I want to make myself to look like at a distance if you were like not paying attention you might say oh my god was that Manchun but if you were like looking at me directly you'd be like, oh well that's not him okay uh, that one will have to be intelligence yep that's fair yep Ooh. God, I want this one more than any of the other ones and it's going to be the one I won't get. And he looks at, well, I know how I can help myself. Uh, could, can I have somebody help me put this on or do I need to do it myself? I, nobody yeah. else has proficiency, do they? That's the problem. That's the problem. Nobody else Wait, can do it. Do you need better lighting? I That's a light spell. Okay, it does not give him advantage on this roll. Oh, damn. That's yeah. okay. What are you trying to turn yourself into? Well, I want people. Oh, Manchun. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> we're just gonna, we're gonna leave it to fate. Da, 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 da. Sixteen. Okay. Is that your total? That is my total. Okay. Okay. So oh, you're making you yourself look like Manchun. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Oh no! Wait, I'm sorry. No. So it would be seventeen then, because it's just my proficiency bonus. I was. I thought it was just the two for my decks. Never mind. And you're trying to look like Manchun. I'm tr from at a distance. I don't want to look like if somebody were to like get closer to me, they'd be like, "Oh, well, that's clearly not him." I just thought. Got but it. I want it to be like so. If rumors come around that like, hey, there was a guy who looked like Manchun walking around down there. Fair. Like, okay. Ah, I'm building up the Red Wing. Okay. Got it. Fine. We have all of your things. Dude, uh, mm. Boss, Love just for shits and giggles, give us a disguise kit or a disguise check. I actually do have a disguise kit. I took one from whenever we were raiding. Uh, yep, it will be just your dex. It will be your just your dex or intelligence modifier. No proficiency. Modifier. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. Ah, not bad. That's eighteen. Okay. Okay. masked man yep um so you start with b and you begin to use a little bit of like a blonde wig that you start cutting up and you do like put don't turn her hair but you kind right. of wind and wrap her hair and put a blonde wig on on her that's kind of court cut short and spiky that could be 
mane-esque, but could kind of look like fur, and you paint her skin to look like furred skin of a fur bog. You, you put, put a prosthetic nose on that widens and flattens out her face and um, blends into her brow. Uh, and you step back, and she is a blonde furred furball. Uh, Petunia. He, he looks over at her, and he's like, this is the weirdest birthday we've ever had. <laughs> uh, and Petunia, you frizzy her hair even more and really make it poof out. I don't need a lot of help with that. Use green makeup and shadow. You put a big prosthetic nose on. Prosthetic. Yeah, you guys might ears. know a thing or two about this. You know, um, <laughs> and really give her that, like, you know, that goblin like, glow. Goblin, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Vinley, you give her that um, soft blue skin. It's not like deep blue. It's soft blue. Um, and you you pull out in your disguise kit uh, a fishnet stocking. And you hold, you have her stretch it over, and you powder it to give her little scales that go up the side of the cheeks, that, that highlight the cheekbones, and make it look like she has a scaled skin. Um, and as you turn her into a sea elf, uh, Sasha, you actually take her hair and put it up, and put a short brown wig, and you actually make her up, and Sasha actually looks masculine with the old like masculine armor she's wearing. She actually looks male instead of female. Yep. They look cool. Yep. You do. And Harold, you walk by a mirror, just doing a quick glance. And yeah, you look you look very passable as a, a quick glance manchu. Oh. Oh yes. Harold? Yeah. Did I punch you? No. Why? Harold, you just I look real punchable right now. Looks so Please don't punchable. punch him. It's working. Yeah, yeah. To heighten the the unrecognizability of Vinley's old disguise, she's going to uh, doff her uh, robes, and she will have a dagger on her hip, like kind of placed there, and so that she looks more roguey and less wizardy. I just want to be clear, Harold knows that his order is ready today, correct? Yes, he does. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Uh, v, as you send off the paper bird um, and it disappears, first thing when you wake up in the morning, you get one back as you are getting ready to, to leave. Um, and as you open it up, it says, My dearest, I am so sorry. Work has pulled me away, and I'm going to be busy for most of the day, if not through the entire evening. I'm so sorry, and I hope your day is full of joy and, and happiness. Carol she's, looks over and sees, well, he's just watching to see, like, he's hopeful. It's my own fault for asking so last minute. Oh. Uh, are you okay? Yeah. It's no big deal. He he kind of nods a little solemnly like, oh god. <laughs> like, really, really nervous for her, you know. He, he, you can feel this sort of like, oh shit. He doesn't want anything to happen bad on her birthday. So he's like, I'm sure everything will work out. I promise. Uh, any, we'll, we'll see. I'm sure things will work out. 
Okay. All right, birthday girl, let's go to a black market. Yeah. Let's go buy some fenced goods. Have you ever, Harold, have we ever been to the black market? No, no, I never took us. We back then we weren't really like ready for the big times. These days, I mean, like, we can fucking really knock this place apart. It would be awesome. But, we'll, we'll, but today we're we're playing it cool. We're playing it real cool today. Right, right. Maybe we can Think of it like your birthday shopping spree. We're, we're trying a new shopping spree with your new name and your new life. Wait, we're doing everything different. Should we go by secret names since we're yeah, in disguise? I think that's I think that's fair. Perhaps Seisha, you should just not mention your name. Right. <laughs> that's Harold. That was good. I liked it. That was good. Just call you. Sir? Bright. Oh. He's looking pretty bright. Me pants are feeling a little... Me pants are feeling a little tight. Alright, so as you go to leave, you are met by a young man in a well-fitted tweed trousers held up by thin leather suspenders. A leather satchel is slung over his shoulder that you instantly recognize as a bag of holding. He looks up you and gently asks for Low Seeker uh, Seisha Valispard, please. Uh, um, she's upstairs. I can take it. No, hi, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of looks at you like, okay. And um, he hands you a very fine letter. Uh, tips his cabbie hat, he- uh, heads on to his next delivery. The envelope is velvety smooth and not textured like vellum or parchment. Across the front in shimmering ink reads Lore Seeker Seisha Valispard. As you turn it over, you see a seal of red emboldened by a gold leafed pressed G. Has B noticed I got this? Like, is B paying attention to the seal, like what's on it? Or is she cracked? So, no. Okay. Seisha's just going to slip it in her pouch. Okay. Okay. Not going to read it? I will once we're underway and V's distracted. Okay, we're gonna send I don't want to upset her on her birthday. Got it. We'll send it to you. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right. All right. Do, 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 do. You all make your way um, to the meeting location where you... The seven of you meet Voss down at the meeting point. Yeah, it is seven. (laughs) Yep. And you head down the high road um, after you meet together um, on Dragon's Way. It leads down into the heart of the Southern Ward and splits the Dock Ward and uh, the Southern Ward. You follow Harold's old memory of where it might be and end up in an alleyway adjacent to Slop Street, teeming with businesses. Voss and Vinley, you remember this area as you pass the tri-colored triangular building at the end of the crossroads and recognize it as the House of Good Cheer, the Temple of Lyra. You pass businesses selling mundane adventuring equipment, silversmithing, tradesmith clothing, uh, cartography, and more, giving you the feeling of being lost in the trades board. 
you take note of the multiple taverns and inns surrounding the area. B, you come to an area you recognize, the iron-gated Temple of Helm's Hall, where you and Renair found healing and respite after your encounter on the Griffin Ride. You remember it to be the holy orphanage devoted to taking in destitute children and building them up to be guardians of the city within the watch and guard in the name of Helm. In the center of this winding alley are two massive buildings. One, a city watch and guard post that looks down upon the surrounding area adorned with the blue city banners of the sea and mountain below a crescent moon. The southern ward banner depicting a pugnacious black mule and rampant, rampant hose on a field of red and white. Colors said to represent the blood and tears of the people of the southern ward that they have shed during their labors and the strange added silver banners of a gold walking coin stamped with a uh, face of a woman. However, what draws your attention the most is the building with two dilapidated towers built up the rim old remnants of an old stone manor. Unkempt vines creep up the 40-foot and 60-foot towers surrounded by overgrown and dead bushes and what looks to be glass humanoid statues overgrown by flora. It looks abandoned like an old, haunted, ominous mansion that everyone seems to naturally avoid. But you guys do not see the pawn shop called Joaquin's Wares. No, no, I'm telling you, it was right here. It was, uh, or maybe it was the next street. It was, um... I, I would like to attempt to investigate to see if there's an illusion present. Oh, I don't know if I can assist with that or not. Uh, you can go ahead and roll to see if there's an illusion. How did you describe the coin again? Uh, uh, so on one of the banners, there's a silver banner, and on the end of the silver banner is a gold coin that's stamped, stamped with a woman's face. And um, you know this emblem to be Joaquin. Uh, and she is the, the coin maiden. She's the goddess of merchants. Yeah. Okay. The 19. 19? Yes. Uh, looking around, you do not see any illusions. I go up to the statues by the door, give them a once over, see if there's you, anything here that I need them. As you go to walk towards this mansion, this old, or this these two towers, towers built on top of an old mansion, you are stopped. You okay. literally run face first into an invisible wall. Everyone, and I place my hand on, on something and lean against it so that they can see obvious. I was gonna ask why your face got all smushed while you Oh, I'm glad walking. I didn't find that. I turn towards uh, the magic users of the group and say ideas, thoughts Does it appear to be the same thing we saw in the the alley. street alley thing? Similar? Okay. Yes. Yes. Well, maybe we have to meet someone somewhere and get the token to go through? they say anything about that, Harold? Harold, you know, you know for a fact when you went, you did not go into two massive towers. You went into a shop. Yeah, yeah I, I explained that. I'm like, I, I, I am completely confused. I have no idea what this is. 
This this was not here last time I was here. It was there last time. Oh, it was? Okay. Yes, yes 100%. 100%. So it was all there. It's just there's just no shop. You you might be right in the sense of like it was right here. Maybe it's the next street over type of situation. Like right. you haven't been here since. Yeah, exactly. I could yeah, be completely wrong. It's been wrong. a while. <laughs> I run my hand across the wall slowly looking for any kind of catch, marking, or engraving. It is smooth. How far do you go? Um, I guess until I'm stopped by another building. This building is in an open market. Yep, it is a standalone. Okay. Structure. I, I'll say 20 feet. It, you move 20 feet down and it continues. I have to circle the building and see if there's anything. You, you circle the massive towers and this wall this force field basically is completely surrounding the entire building i pull out oh wait what is ray was gonna do something i think i was going okay, to say sorry, would, go I, I don't even know if this would be relevant or not but would would i think that casting sea invisibility would be relevant here worth it yeah i guess i can't really until i it says and see invisible creatures and objects as if they were visible maybe you could roll do you want me to identify it I think it's a. I don't know if Harold. It might knows. just be. It might just be a force. It might not be no. hiding something. It so, might just be there to be. If, if it's magical, then I can tell how it works. Are we sure we're at the right building? Um, I. Oh, let me over. Maybe we should just take a quick look around and make sure we're at the right place. Okay. I, mean, I pull out okay. a coin. Okay. Uh. Nibs, silvers, gold, coppers, or platinum. I have all of them. Any of them have a woman's face on it? No. Okay. No. I, I will say, okay, the banners are hanging on the guard post. This two t this tower place does not have any banners. It looks like an abandoned building. Yes. Okay. It just This is just where you are in the southern one. Okay. I'm just going to go um, ahead and cast it. Yep. Just to see. Okay, uh, you're casting Sea Invisibility? Yes. And there is a shimmer that uh, that surrounds the entire uh, towers. Okay. And, and you look up, and it is like a dome covering the entire building. Okay. Um, seeing that, she'll go, it looks like it's a dome rather than a wall. Um... You I don't know how should... we're supposed to get in. Said this was Joaquin's way. What do we know about Joaquin? She's the goddess of money and merchants. Okay. Well, well choice. All right. Why, why don't we just take a look around? It. Let's just take a look around and see if we can find something first. Uh, and can I just like take a walk down the streets and just see if I'm in the right place? Absolutely. You can either make a perception or an investigation check. Your yeah, I'm gonna go with a perception. I'll assist with this. I could just like throw money at it. I got uh, twenty. Wait, wait, sixteen plus five. I'm terrible. Twenty-one. That was perception. Yes. Okay. Uh, you wind through the mass of people that congregate in this heavily condensed area, 
and you notice a few nefarious looking people walk around the corner into another winding back alley. I will motion for everybody to kind of follow me that direction. Oh. Uh, to know, I, I, I know this is kind of late, but I would imagine that Harold also wouldn't be wearing his purple jacket. I imagine everybody is wearing different clothes except for Seisha, who's still wearing her armor, but it's mundane enough to be. Harold is wearing. Unless you're carrying your shield. Unless you're carrying your shield. Are you carrying your shield? Don't carry that shield for the love of God. You You can carry the other shield. I will carry. I'll actually carry. um, I'll carry Monument instead. It's my my Jurgle shield. Hold on. That's. Hold on. You're. You're. What we're your your new shield is fine. Oh, oh okay. well, then yeah, okay, yeah. Then yeah, I'm I'm definitely carrying the sentinel shield. It's mm. is it? There's plenty of sentinel shields out there in the world. No, there's not. <laughs> oh, it's not a legendary it? artifact. It's not legendary. quill is like woven. Yeah, I, I will I will hair. say that you just had an encounter with Zentarum yesterday, but she didn't have her shield. That's right. Yep. So yes, you are fine. Awesome. You are fine. That, that's what we're the discrepancy. That's yeah. actually great. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's so no problem. Great. With that. I love this. <laughs> oh man, here he is again. Oh uh, goodness. Um. So um. Uh. Yeah. I will yep. lead yep. them. That <laughs> I want your best Seisha doing Sir Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> that's God. the voice. Okay. <laughs> so is everybody following Harold's direction? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. As you, as you round the corner, you come across a building that looks more like an overflowing storage container owned by a hoarder. Countless useless items litter the entranceway, creating a labyrinth of old sun-dried furniture, wheelless carts, rusted bicycles, haunting wooden mannequins where the paint is starting to like peel from the face and yes. more. As you enter the establishment, you notice that the further you get in, the nicer and more organized the chaos is. Eventually, you reach a well-organized display of items hung on the back wall or laid out inside of a long glass-encased countertop. And you see the two suspecting hooded individuals that Harold and Voss noticed uh, walking away from the proprietor and through a shadowy doorway further towards the back. Voss, this is a strange. This is strange to you because you know, with your keen mind, that the door they walked through should lead back out into the streets. <clears throat> Sitting behind the glass counter is a bug-eyed man with large, round ears, a thin but perfectly coiffed cob over, and uh, a wide, rounded a uh, comb over, a uh, wide, rounded, pitted, and lumpy nose. Buying a seven. Uh, do I know that? Do I know? Like, I, all I know is that Winters Wint. You this is Martis, right? Yes, you instantly recognize this man. Morris Lint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Mr. Lint. Hi. Uh, we came here to buy. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> well, what do you got? The 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 what? What do you want? Depends on what you have. We'd like to sample your wares. Just take a look around. He just kind of looks around and goes. Uh, 
is this, do I get the feeling like we're there yet? I want to be where they were. Uh, so I look at him and I was like, uh, I'm like, oh man, do I, the only thing I know is winter's wind. And I'm like, oh my God, do I say that? Oh Lordy. I'm going to go ahead and just be like, uh, what, what, what time of year is it currently? Summer. Oh, it's like the middle of summer. It's like I I I will like I don't know man I'll take a look around it's just so hot out today I'm waiting for winter's wind to hit us. Why didn't you say so? Like, come in you just you gotta say it. There ain't no you don't need to be cryptic. Like, mm, fucking no, Jesus Christ! I'm just fucking with you. That was good. That was a good one. I gotta remember that. All right. <laughs> price is ten. <laughs> price is ten dragons an hour per person, up to eight hours paid up front. So. How long will it be? I looked at everybody else and I'm like, we need to be back sometime tonight for something I'm doing. Well, I, I think that it will be um... What time is it now, guys? Like nine, 10, like it's uh, in the morning. A little, got, little later time. than that. Uh, yeah. 11. Oh, yeah, I'd say 11. We got time. Uh, yeah, like uh, three hours. Maybe four. Four, certainly four. I mean, it's each person pays individually. So, how many? How how much you want? Is I'll do points three. To you, you Harold. I'll do four. Okay, uh, uh, forty Ma- gold. Mark forty gold off. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> uh, do I know this one? And, and you, the, ma- the 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 weird mouthy one. Yes, yes, yes. How many hours you want? Three, please. Three? All right. Yes. 30 gold. There you are, my good man. And what, what about the goblin? Uh, uh, and her voice just breaks. And she goes, uh, four. 40 gold. All right, I'll mark that off. All right, the burbog. Uh... 40? 40 hours? No, it's, no, it's... No. Four. 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 I meant four. <laughs> All right. 40 gold. Sorry. I meant, you know, I mean, okay. <laughs> Harold grins and just pats her on the arm, like reassuringly. Like, it's uh, like... The sea elf? Um, four, please. All right. Uh, the, and, then, and then 40 gold. Do I notice that Harold looks somewhat like Manchun? Oh, 100%. Okay. I slink glide across, and I want to assume a position as if I am guarding him. But I do come across. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's good. And glide in, and I say, with your permission, sir, and bow to him slightly. May I peruse a bit longer? Of course, take your time. I would like the full time then, please. All right, 80 gold. 80, I place 80 gold on there. Okay. Uh, and he points to one of your masked undead. How much for you? Oh, this one doesn't speak much. All right. He isn't necessarily a buyer either. Don't matter, It's a he's a body. If they're yours, that's fine. You gotta pay for them. 
Harold okay. looks very surprised. He's like, okay, shit. I again go to Harold. Borrow some money, my dear. <laughs> I go to Harold, and I say again, sir. We may need as many eyes as we can get. I will gladly pay the fee for our silent companion. Oh, it's fine, good man. I've taken care of it. As you wish, sir. And and how much? Uh, Four so... hours for each. On the inside, V is secretly loving every moment of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Best forty each. Ever. So another another eighty gold. Got it. Right. Thank you. As you are all paid, right? The older man takes one of eight cold black iron brandings and presses it into your palm. There is no pain, no searing flesh, I or icy cold burn. However, you do feel the arcane rune embed into your skin that now looks like a silver iridescent tattoo. All of you, uh, all in points to the ones, have four hours. You have eight. You have three. Once you walk through that door, I wouldn't be late getting back. Time is something you can pawn or buy back. Is uh, Time is not something you can pawn or buy back. Also, know that once you step back on this side, your contract of time is ended, no matter how much time is remaining. Good luck and happy shopping. Thank you. What does he do to the big guys? <laughs> Oh, he, he looks at it and he just, without missing a beat, just oh. stamped it, makes no may of, of skeletal whatever. Yep. Tight. Yep. <laughs> uh, but they, they do have skeletal hands. You don't have gloves on them. Oh, they have gloves, but I will yeah. remove them for the stamping. Okay. Yeah. And he stamps into the, the skeletal things and does not. Nope. Doesn't bat it. an eye. We'll go in. I like this place. All right. All right. You feel the glyph of your hand grow very cold as you watch a silvery winged serpent wrap its way around your wrist as an icy silver bangle as you step through the seemingly normal doorway. The world yaws slightly and your foot lands on the other side. You find yourself in a bizarre scene. Standing just inside an ornate and tarnished gateway of gold, you look out into what seems to be an endless rows of vendor stalls and dark figures. You wait for your eyes to adjust, then realize something isn't quite right. The lights of the vendors only illuminate their own shop before dying rapidly into deep shadows of the market streets. No one is carrying a light spell or even a lantern as they walk. You pick up on that eye contact is clearly not expected nor wanted in this area. Ill-kempt fabric stretches out atop the front of several spots like makeshifts awnings through for what purpose isn't clear given the dusky surroundings. Both elaborate and simple signs can be seen in almost every language imaginable. And some that you believe are probably just made up. One sign in particular stands out as it sways gently beneath an ornate curled and worked iron. A sign made of brightly polished redwood with natural uh, edges simply reads, ENTRY in all caps. 
And as you begin to walk forward, you see a panicked, roguish woman running as fast as she can directly towards you. Do I recognize her? No. No. Okay. I step out of the way then. And as you all do, she barrels through you, brushing you aside and slams into the dark cobblestone wall. You watch as she frantically searches the wall as if looking for a hidden secret door. No, no, it, it was just here. The door, the door was just here. I saw it. Where did, where did it go? She turns back and begs for your help. Where is the door? Can, can you show me the door? Please, please show me the door. She desperately grabs onto your shirt, boss, as you watch the silver ethereal serpent begin to eat its own tail as it tightens around her wrist before shattering like glass that fades away like embers. No, 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 no. Where's the door? Where's the door? And she'll just go back to the wall and start slowly making her way around, very similar to what you did to the, the invisible fence that was around the towers. First off, not to sound uh, a bit unempathetic, is my coin purse still on me? Uh, you go to check, it is, 100%. Okay. I make note of this mentally, but knowing that there's nothing I can do for this woman, I press back on. Harold shakes his head as she continues on. He goes, I guess this is what happens if you run out of time. That's not terrifying or anything. Can't we shut the door? I don't think it works that way. You actually watch her. She goes and pass it and like almost goes right through the door that you guys all came out of as she's pushing on like and continuing on. And she does not seem to feel or notice where that doorway that you can clearly see is. I don't think this is a decision we get to make. All right, everyone. Keep, let's get our, if you have a timekeeping device, go ahead and pull it out and let's make sure we're all synced up and making sure we're not going to spend one second over. I had three hours because I've got some stuff I need to do. So, boss, can you let me know when it's near time? I, in my own mind, keen mind if I can, am counting down from eight the moment we step through. Of course. As soon as I get to, as soon as I get down to six, I want to find her. Okay. Uh, Vinley, in her masquerade form, will turn to one and say, You hear that? Let's not be late, Chuckles. It's really weird when you name them. Why? This one's Dumbo, if it matters. Harold's going to just like. He's keeping, now he's like much stiffer. Now he's much more in the Manchun kind of like vibe. He's kind of moving swiftly, but he kind of leans over to V and, and Petunia. And he's like, you guys have as much fun as I am because this is fucking fun. The door thing was terrifying, but yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, it's really fucking fun. Do you think if we just shoved her through the door, she'd just go through it? I don't think so. I think oh. they've thought of shove-proof technology by now. And I'm going to look over to Petunia. What about you? Are you having fun? She'll, she'll kind of like, she looks a little shaken. And in fact, when, when that entire ordeal went down, it looked as if she was going to reach to take Harold's hand, but then she looked around and kind of retreated back. Oh, what a heartbreaker that is. And looks at the ground. And he kind of nods. He's like, these sort of things always have really dire consequences. That's kind of part of it, I guess. 
Let's go maybe, buy some shit. Maybe we can help her on the way out. Seisha, V, and Petunia are middle school girls who just found their way into the dark web for the first time. I will take a look around. So you all enter into a sea of vendors, kiosks, stalls, tents, and more of every variety run by almost every race and some you've never seen before. The wild smells of street food vendors fills your nose along with the scent of incense, herbs, old books, potions, and exotic creatures. Your mind is overwhelmed with the endless possibilities of what you can find. And as you look down each aisle, you don't see an end as the open market twists and turns into a boundless dark labyrinth. You wander through countless enticing and inviting vendors of various supplies. But as you turn a corner, you hear the cries of a hooded man in dark leathers struggling in the grasps of a large creature. You see the man's arms that are grabbed at the wrist as the giant bulbous ogre, uh, ogre who breathes hot wet growls and snot into his face. What unsettles you is that the man's wrists end in curled and folded lumps of flesh in the absence of his hands. And a dark blue kobold standing at the feet of the half-ogre prods the dangling man with a stick capped with a live scorpion as he tries to sting him. My hands! What happened to my hands? You steal! I, did, I swear, I didn't! No! The band not lie! Make hand gone! You steal! Now give back! Okay, okay, just stop prodding me! It's in my back pocket! The man's pockets are rifled through as an object is retrieved, but his hands do not come back as he drops to his knees and sobs. Harold kind of grits his teeth. He's like, okay, not fun anymore. And uh, as, you, as you all watch this scene play out, you hear a familiar voice echo out from behind you. Thieves receive no sympathy here. Tear honor amongst them is you do not steal, but you will be stolen from tenfold. The old, blind, purple-skinned hedgewitch tiefling holds up her ten-age spindly and wrinkled fingers and folds them into a fist. A startling <gasps> echoes out from the dead raven resting on her shoulders. So, what's be bringing you here? You may look different, but you still smell and move the same. Mama sees more than you might think. Well, I was really trying to move different. I mean... Hi, Mama. <laughs> Mama We're uh, here to buy stuff. I'm on my way. <laughs> if Mama can stop chuckling, <laughs> she will respond. Broke, <laughs> Mama. Oh, Joe can find anything here. Anything. Jewish, if you know where to look. I prefer to wear herbs and components I need for my old magics. Most things here are also cheaper. Do, uh, do they have uh, bookstores here? <laughs> they do. No, I'm going to need to go find those. Mama will actually give you a list of shops that you th she thinks you may enjoy. And I will send it to the group chat. 
Hey, uh, Mama, I need to make an appointment to come see you. Okay, that sounds good. Um, and she, like, pulls out a time device and listens to it. Mama's running out of time. I still need to get a few things first, but I see you later, yes. Yeah, I'll uh, swing by and we'll talk. You watch as the old hedge witch shuffles away towards a vendor of strange flora. The walk-in alcove that looks like a ramshackled cobblings of an old disheveled cottage is filled with multiple dried hanging flowers, jarred spices, wrapped herbs, and more. Scribed from twisted dried brambles and barbed vines across the front headboard reads, Secret Garden, but spelled like the ocean sea. You see Mama begin haggling with a hideously ugly, cartankerous old crone whose face is covered in hairy dark warts along her long uh, along her long nose her hood hides most of her greasy spindly long thinning gray hair and one of her eyes bulges from the deep socket and peers around as if to have a mind of its own as it catches the presence of another peering through the shop a dark-skinned man that oozes charm, wearing the Zakaran gold and green robes of nobility, similar to that of a Persian sultan, looks over a dark crimson bulbous tuberous plant that looks like a mandrake root. From his head rains a waterfall of thin, well-kept dreads that fall just past his chest to the waist sash that holds a sheathed ornate jambia dagger. To each side hangs identical ornate blood-red Damascus steel scimitars. The man buys a few of the dark red roots for a, a heavily reduced haggled price after kissing the hand of the old woman and makes his way back into the Sea of Thieves. What are you guys doing? I would like to really quick, because she's experienced with this place and I'm not, take Mama aside if I can just for a second okay. and let her know the importance of this question that the other group cannot hear it. Okay. But I asked her secretly, is there a place in here to buy slaves? There's not. Boss inwardly partially breathes a sigh of relief, but partially is somewhat disappointed. Just because he can't continue to search. But there may, nods. There may be some of them here, but there's not a market for it. I know. And I joined the rest of the group. Thank her. Okay. I have a couple curiosities on this list. Mm -hmm. I was say, I assume she shares the list. Yes, she gives you a list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, when when her eyes go down the list, you, you, she stops on Tomb Raider, and you've never seen Petunia's eyes light up so like, oh, oh Tomb Raider. Tomb. Tomb. Yeah. Tomb. 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 Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Never mind. And Either way. Up on that one. <laughs> but that, that would still kind of light up. Not quite as much, but they would light up. What do you guys think the blind unicorn is? I don't know, but I know we're going to check it out if you want to. Oh, man, you know, you've all heard of Thieves Can't, but have you heard of Thieves Can? <laughs> well, Thieves Damn, we got to check that out. Oh, slam. Um, so what else we got I'm going to run and check uh, Tomb Raider. I will come with you, actually. I would love to come with you. All right. Okay, bye everyone else. Let's go, y'all. <laughs> Be safe. I mean, we only uh, have a limited amount of time. Yeah. Uh, yep. And I will and wave so, to them. 
Finley, Seisha, and Petunia head off and uh, start heading down. Uh, what are you doing, Harold, V, and Voss? I look to V and I'm like, it's your birthday. You get first choice. I'm curious to know what the blind unicorn is. It sounds, it sounds like a great name for a tavern, but I know that can't be it. Well, I, I doubt it is, but let's, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'll check it out with you. What are you doing, Voss? Um, I look at a lot of these. Some of these are fairly odd. I'm going to check out weaponry first. I will join you later. Which one of these is a weaponry? Secondhand smith. Okay, but is there like a first-hand smiths? I will tell you whenever I get there. <laughs> okay. All right, um, but as I, as I do, as we split away, I flourish bow to him, to Harold, to try to like, in a way, not to, in a way to kind of draw attention to the fact that I'm doing it, but also making it clear that I'm a supplicant. Yeah, and I'm going to give him a look as if I'm tired of his shit and just keep walking forward. But uh, I, he'll have a look. I, he, if he's him looking right in my eyes can see I'm, I'm playing into the act, but it's yeah. like, yeah. Harold, for us, mm -hmm. um, make a performance check for the time that you are here. Oh, Lord, Lord knows I'm terrible at this. Let's just see what I end up with. Oh, well, not as great as I normally be. 16. Okay. okay. Noted. Um, all right, so as we'll start with our three and then move to the two and then the one. <laughs> so, Stacia, Petunia, and Vinley, I need one of you to make me a survival check. Ooh, hold on. Hey, what I got? Not me. I got a three. <laughs> Ooh. I've got a two, so go for it. I got it. Oh, I thought you rolled a three. <laughs> What is it? I can't. Can y'all see that? It's a natural 20. 20. It's the oh. D&D Beyond or the D&D Ampersand. One of these right. guys. It's, it's as, as you are moving and going, all of a sudden the goblin trips and stumbles over the shoelaces that still aren't tied and <laughs> lands fa face first down in the middle of a stall. And as you look up, you see a sign that says Tome Raider. Oh, I found Whoa. it. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> She like kind of checks her. Is my nose? Is my is, is my nose okay? Is my nose... Wait, wait, come here, come here, come here, come here. I believe yeah. you. Just smudge the makeup back in place. You got a little smuts on your nose. There you um, go. Uh, by the way, in I don't know if I could do this in retrospect, but the woman that Mama Uwe was talking to. Could I make throw. some sort of roll on her? Hundred percent. You make an arcana check. Thanks. Oh no. That'd be a dirty twenty. Oh, uh, you. A sea hag. You had hundred percent. Yes. Hundred percent. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, All right. Uh, the reason he, that she falls on her face is because she's been going through her notes, going, "Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute." Ah! And then <laughs> they find it should. Ah! Okay. So, um, that's a sea hag back there. What? I should have guessed that. It was the eye. Mm. They're very ugly. They like to be very ugly. They like to Ooh. keep it that way. I don't know why. Anyway, we can discuss this another time. That's just fascinating. I wonder what the consequence of attacking someone in here is. 
Uh, let's not. Okay. You lose your hands if you steal. Yeah. And she'll Please. stuff her notes back into her bag and go, let's just look at some books. <clears throat> right. And you look up. And a strange hidden figure covered from head to toe in deep blue Zakaran robes uh, and uh, Sarik turban levitates while reading a book suspended in air in front of them that reads Lost Knowledge. Gems, jewels, and embroidery adorned every inch of their vestments and curled pointed toed shoes. They do not look up from their book until you are nearly right on top of them. And when they look up at you, they look up with four entrancing eyes hidden behind a silver and gold featureless domed mask. Only then do they slowly stand, placing their feet upon the ground, moving to show you their wares as they step back into the small booth. There are three bookshelves covered with curtains, but they move to only one and uncover it. And that is the left curtain. I move over and look at the titles. Okay. I will as well. Okay. You see. Uh, who speaks Draconic? I do. I do. Okay. A study of magical theory and its application through time. Volume two. Oh. Candle Keep Index. That the first title was written in Draconic. Yeah. yeah. The next one in common. Candle Keep Index. Next one. One hundred poisons and ninety-nine cures. Heroic dogs. A history. Black markets, do's and don'ts. It's a pamphlet. Insatiable tome. Insatiable tome? And then... kind of got my name in it. An enduring spellbook. (gasps) And then next to that is an... a spell book that you can immediately recognize from the runes on the front of it. Like a, like an occupied spell book or like, an empty one? Like an, like the endearing spell book. And Is you, can, you can quickly just like glance over these. You don't have time to like read. Okay, them. cool. You glance over them. We're allowed to touch them. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> you're not allowed to read them, but you're allowed to at least flip through them. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, the enduring spellbook is empty. The spellbook is not. Can I just catch a couple titles? Because <laughs> Vinley puts titles on all of her spells. Sure. Um, you don't have time to read titles, but you can see that it goes up to fifth level magic. <sighs> yeah. Um. Excuse me. <laughs> All right, so, so let me tell you, yeah, there are okay. actually prices written on it. Tight. Um, the study of magical theory is 600 gold. The candle keep index is 800 gold. The 100 poisons and 99 cures is 200 gold. Uh, heroic dogs, a history is 100 gold. Black, <gasps> market, black markets, do's and don'ts, the pamphlet is 10 gold. Uh, and uh, insatiable tome is 700 gold. The enduring spellbook is twenty-five gold, and the spellbook is three thousand gold. Oh, there it goes. 
There it goes, flying out of my hand so quickly. I Petunia will to... buy the pamphlet. <laughs> I want to go over to the um, the beings running this. It is oh. a single being. Okay, the, the singular four being. Four eyes. Yeah. I'm looking for information on a particular topic. It just points to the books. Mm, nothing on the far realms, then. It points to its books. Behind behind this curtain, there are two other curtains, but it points to this curtain. Excuse me. Uh, could I perhaps see the other shelves? And the figure gestures you closer and gives you like a knowing look of waiting to hear your reasoning. I enjoy all the other books but I like to make an informed decision before purchasing anything. I like to see all of my options. Go ahead and make a persuasion roll. Oh, good. <laughs> that charisma. While she's, while she's doing that, Petunia will look up at like the candle keep index, look excited, and then look at the price tag and go, oh, huh, fine, I didn't want it anyway. I know, right? Did you get 15? 15? Yeah. Okay. You and only you are brought over to see what is behind these curtains. They remove the curtain to expose the other books and you see first contact, a hundred gold. Indecipherable, a, a some weird rune that is indecipherable that you cannot read. Uh, and it is marked, uh, but as you're looking at this one, it is behind um, arched, arcane uh, etched arcane glass and it says a hundred thousand gold bookmarking that in my brain for later uh help wanted 200 gold and then what languages do you speak uh celestial common draconic elvish and sylvan and uh, a title you cannot read it is in a language you do not know gotcha 500 gold what was the first one first contact and how much is that? A hundred gold. What is this book? Is there like a a and dust cover with a synopsis? Yes. Yeah. And you see, it, this book is a guide to reaching out to a devil to become a warlock or make a deal. No, mm -mm. she puts it back. <laughs> She's like, no, that's not what I'm here for. <sighs> What is... No, I can't afford it anyway. I'm not going to say that. Uh, and this is the second shelf, correct? I will say... Um, this dark book behind the etched glass mm -hmm. that you're looking at has an iron like nail pinning a tongue to the front cover. Okay, now we're speaking about oh, language. All you can get yeah. out of it. You can't there's nothing to you can't flip through it, it is yeah. Literally cannot yep. touch it. Uh, the help help wanted is uh looks to be a book about getting hired in any of the major cities. <laughs> uh and then you you don't know the other one, it is written in a language you can't read. Right. Uh, and then the other thing that you were shown is a stock of scrolls. <sighs> I I want to thumb through those, but before I go over there, uh, we'll send you the list. 
Tight. Um, can I roll an Arcana check on that, like the etchings, and then the tongue nailed to the book? Are those protection charms or like some sort of ritualistic magic to keep something in? Are you okay? So you can roll Arcana on the glass. Mm-hmm. Then you'd have to be a separate separate roll to roll on the book. Okay. Okay, so the glass is a 24, and that one is a 21. 21? Okay. A 15 and an 18. The glass kind of does both. It is definitely abjuration magic, and you see etchings on the top side and the bottom side. And uh, you know it is warded and arcane locked and all of the things so that this book cannot be touched. Um, are granted access to but also the inside etchings kind of there's abjuration from something getting out you'd have to identify but you definitely pick up that it is abjuration on both sides and the book the 21 <laughs> you are not certain oh damn but the you... 21 there but you're almost the only thing you can pick up and that is from your previous research that this book has something to do with witches. Yes. Well, but that's all, that's all you get. You can't steal from the black market. I know. <laughs> Doesn't mean I can't think about it. <laughs> um, Comey, can't, we can't steal in Dragon Heist. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, the Paladin! And then I will go through the scrolls while okay, Sasha. Yeah, I will and, send that to you. Uh, yep. I will send that to you. And uh, what are you doing, um, Sasha and Petunia? I know, Petunia, you said you bought the pamphlet? Yes, and she is giving that a good, thorough read. All right. As soon as. So it is sealed until you bought it. And as you buy it, you can. You open it up, and there is a single sentence across the inside. Oh, Lord. It simply says If you needed to buy a pamphlet, you should leave. <laughs> Okay. Ouch. Ouch. That was savage. I enjoyed it. And gold of cruelty right there. That's money well spent. (laughs) And the the entity gives you a knowing look, knowing you kind of just ratted yourself out. uh, I'm going to head to informing you, I think, since... uh, None of these books interest me. Okay, if we run into each other later, be sure to let me know what that one is. I'm curious about that one as well. What one? Informing you. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. All right. So, uh, Sasha, are are you and Petunia leaving together? Uh, If she wants to come, sure. If she wants to stay with Venley, that's cool too. Yep, absolutely. But Sasha's definitely heading off. Yeah. Um... Petunia, what are you doing? Now that you have your pamphlet, are you are you wandering off to go <laughs> look at other shops? Um, I wanted to. I'm not going to leave anyone's side, um, but I, I, I guess my main motivation is to see if it's safe to even cast magic while I'm in here. Okay, um, what magic are you casting? Comprehend languages. That's all. Okay. okay. Um, but like, go... if I get a feeling that I'm gonna get withered away if I cast a spell, I don't wanna. <laughs> you, you begin casting, and it you you watch as the four eyes look at you, 
seems to un- like know what you're casting and lets you cast it. All right, I will cast Comprehend Languages. Okay. Uh, you now can read the book in Draconic uh, with, when you put your hand on it and it deciphers it. All right. Uh, but you are not allowed to look at, like, you can only see the one shelf. Right. All right. Um, what does it look like Seisha is doing? I'm, I'll probably follow her. Okay. So, yeah, she she has ventured off, or she has begun to venture off, and you can easily catch up. Uh, oh, hey, little buddy! Um, and, uh, Vinley, while you figure out what you want to buy, we're going to move, move on, because I am very certain there is things in that list that you're going to be spending money on. Uh, we're going we're gonna to move to Harold and V. We need you, one of you, mm-hmm. to make a survival check. What? A survival, survival. check. What's yours? Uh, is probably way my than survival mine. is plus one. Oh, mine's plus three. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> it's Dirty it's 20. Wind. Dirty 20? All right. Yeah, it's because survival's wisdom. I don't do well. And where are you headed? Uh, the blind unicorn. The blind unicorn. You want to know what it is. V <laughs> <laughs> is secretly hoping there are, in fact, unicorns. And then she starts to get horrified when she thinks they might not have eyes. All right. This dark music for the blind unicorn is kind of yep. scary. Yeah, I don't okay. know how I feel about it. So mm. you're walking through, and a you find there's a and as you move, there is a plethora of like food vendors. Just it's like food cart central down every aisle of just weird exotic food. So at any point, just so you know, if you get hungry, there is some place to stop to get something. Uh, but as you move through. And you finally get to... Um, A cement-domed hut nearly passes your attention before you pass by it, and there's a large tunnel entranceway that you're drawn in by the wide array of wondrous arcane objects that hang from the ceiling and fill the shelves inside. You enter only to hear the clatter of something behind you as you are nearly attacked by a strange blonde furred tarsier-like marsupial with large black eyes and bat-like ears. It bounces off of your head, uh, V, uh, and uh, lands on the shoulder of an old half-orc wizard wearing red and silver robes. He smiles down at you with his broken tusks and multi-braided white beard that he leans in to look at you with his one good eye. As you see, he is missing his right eye that is replaced by an ersatz eye monocle. Light illuminated off of his arms from faintly glowing teal tattoos that move and twist up his arms. His voice boom and echoes off the walls, even with the low level bass of his voice. Alathid, we have customers. Running in from around the corner is a frail young woman, no older than 15, with soft features, a cascade of uh, shimmering silver hair and bright gray eyes, a large knitted olive green shawl that covers most of her body, like a a poncho over her raggy clothes. Oh, sorry, Master Drumshire. I I was right. I was busy organizing the- I did not ask for excuses. Help these people and find their wares. Make me my money. The young girl sheepishly nods and heads over with a big smile. Oh, 
Hi, uh, welcome to uh, Blind Unicorn. Uh, is there anything in particular that you're looking for? Uh, if not, I can um, I can show you around to some of the items you might enjoy. Oh, I would love, we would love to yes. look around. Show us Just around. Show us around, that'd be great. Uh, oh yeah, there, there's tons of stuff. Um, Tell me what you like. Oh, that's broad. Um, uh, well, we, we don't really know what your shop entails. So why don't you start with like a brief description of what you sell here? Uh, are there unicorns and are they blind? Uh, no, that's just a, a, a really fun shop name. I don't really know the story behind it. I'll have to ask Master Drummore about that. Uh, uh, Master Drumshore about that. Um, but we're pretty much all kinds of wondrous items. Um, cloaks and, um, oh, ooh. She kind of looks to you. I know, I know what every girl needs. A dress of many pockets. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. How do, you knew, but of course you knew. I know. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she goes over and she pulls um, and kind of shows you to several dresses that are a multitude of colors on on a rack. Various different. Actually, no. They all seem to be the same. So it's a clothing store. We're in a clothing store. V wants mm. to confirm. No, it is not. Uh. It is. There are there are bags and and. Weapons, I'm sure. Necklaces and rings and boots and... You're in a magic shop. Yes. Never have I wanted magic to be real more than in this moment. Yes. And you get kind of disappointed because you see that they're all in the same size. Oh. Oh. Why the front face? Well, um, I'm trying to find a gift for my friend. For her birthday and she's a bit larger than the sizes that you have. It's magic. It refits. Oh. It fits the biggest or the smallest person. Isn't magic neat? I'm learning. I'm actually learning. I'm s I cannot wait. Sorry, I'm sorry. <clears throat> is she like <clears throat> It is magic and it will reform to you no matter what you do. Harold looks over at her and he's like by all means. Okay. So, uh, uh, what, what size am I right now? Just out of curiosity that I got turned into. I know I obviously went from like. Oh, you're no, you haven't changed in size. You're the exact. I haven't size. changed in size. Okay, I didn't know. If I, I mean, you're like, just wearing makeup now. Okay, I thought I changed in size, so I made up that whole thing about the front, but now I just look dumb. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say, um, am I able to tell what the dress of mini pockets does if it does something mechanically? Are you looking over it and you don't see any pockets? Uh, Weird. Uh, okay, so uh, V picks up a. Uh, you said there's all the colors? Uh, yep, Roy G. Biv. I guess like a gold or green one. And uh, she's like, well, I guess. Uh, Where are the pockets on it? Should I just that's, put it over my clothes? That's the best part. Well, I guess if it fits to any size, she just... And only only when you want to pull something out does a pocket appear. So she just puts it on over what she's wearing. And she's mm -hmm. like, okay, uh, um, Harold, hand me something. I reach in my pocket and pull out a coin and hand it to her. All right, I take a coin and go, okay. And I go to, like, as if I put something in a pocket, does a pocket appear? All right, so there are six pockets on this dress. Think about it, and the, and as many pockets as you want to appear will appear. Okay, one pocket. 
and you use your bonus action, and you see one pocket appear down on the lower part of the dress. And you put your hand in it, and it's about the size of a, like a small parcel. So it's like a pretty deep pocket. I put the coin in, and I take my hands out. Is the pocket still there, or does it disappear? Uh, you spend, you would spend your bonus action again to make it disappear. Oh, this is... How much is it? 38 gold. Sub! All right. Um, it. She was like, she was like, <laughs> like she was expecting uh, like a haggle or something. And she was like, yeah, Harold was like raising a finger and then was like, you know, okay. You know, it's her birthday. Who am I to say? Whatever. So go ahead and mark off 38 gold. Um, and so, and she, and, and so she'll continue. And the best part about this is, is plenty of money. When, when the pot, when you make the pockets disappear, the dress magically moves the items around to best fit your body shape and keep it looking seamless and keeping that figure looking great. I know, right? Harold nods and looks over to her. That's fantastic. Is it magic fun? Yes, yes I, I know a thing or two about it. And I turn so that she and Drumshore especially sees from that distance where he is, like I sort of look like Manchun. I just, I'm gonna try to every time just give that tiny peek and then like go back to looking around. I'm, I'm trying to get the word out. Like there was some, like, I want word to come back to Minchun. Dude, you were there. That's what I want somebody to be saying. Yeah. Um, sorry, say that again. I, I, I got interrupted. Oh, you're totally fine. Yeah, y'all were typing. Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, I'm going to turn as I'm talking to V and just give Drumshore just the slightest glance of that Manchun look. Like where it's like he can see that. And then I just kind of go back. I'm just trying to get the word out. Okay. 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 Got it. Got it. Um, so uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give you just to, 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 for brevity's sake, uh, I'm going to give you as we're seven till 11, I'm going to yeah. give you a rundown of what's in here. Got it. Got it. Got it. And let me know if any of it kind of thinks there is a, a jug. There's an, uh, that has many stoppers and corks across its surface. A uh, silver, silver amulet that looks like a grain of wheat. It smells of old ale-stained wood. There is a bag with a face sewn on it. You instantly recognize this as a bag of holding or devouring. You're not quite sure. It's hard to tell in this light. As you've encountered both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, this ordinarily looking rust-colored leather bag looks to be filled with small fuzzy balls of various colors. Um, a leather backpack with uh, primordial runes around the edges. Dark green boots that look to be made of leaves. Uh, black cuff boots boots that lace up the side with buttons. What Ooh. looks to be an empty corked bottle. Uh, a wooden torch with a golden spike on the end. Uh, a multi-layered green leather cloak with tooled filigree. Uh, a slightly tinted blue glass orb. Small, a small packet of dust. Clear bottle that mm. appears. Does, be, it does not look like Harrow dust. I will say that. Dust. Like, like actual dust. Yeah. Um, and it is finer than sand. Yep. Okay. A clear bottle that appears to be full of dark smoke. A clear glass orb. Um, weathered steel goggles. Um. Uh, that have an, avi uh, an avian look to them. Worn leather gloves. 
brass and steel goggles that look to be in the shape of an owl. Silver rod that has the torso of a charging bull on either side. A simple key. A pan flute that appears to be made of brass. A golden feather ring with a sapphire on top. Uh, a robe covered in pockets. Uh, as you see, like a bunch of various stitched items on these these pockets. Um, simple, uh, a simple silk rope. Large coin the size of your palm with gothic lettering on each side. A belt with several pouches containing us various vials and tools. And a wand with a large wooden pommel that extends into a white shaft. You instantly recognize this as one of the items Star uses. Yep. Is a what wand is of conducting. the jug do? Why does it have so many holes? Oh, that's great. This is a jug and you can say something like mayonnaise and it's a jar full of mayonnaise. It changes every day. Wait. It can just be a jug of whatever you want it to be? But only once a day? Once a day. I mean, there's a set list that it is. There's like wine and oil and um, water and beer. Okay. All right. What about the worn leather gloves here? These look a little old. Um, those are really good for people who like to break into, into places that uh, they shouldn't be. I see. What about the- That's not the normal key, the normal key. Yeah, that, that was literally the next one I was just- That is a about. mystery key. We have no idea what it goes to, but that's the fun. How much is that? Uh, 30 gold. 30 gold for that, okay. Uh, what about the black boots with the buttons on the sides? Those do anything um, or are they just boots? Those, wh whenever you step, your track, that you, your footprint, is totally different than what your actual footprint is. That could be huge for Oh. Uh, what, what about, what about uh, those avian goggles? Well, uh, the avian one's not that one. Um, those make you see really good, like for miles. How much are those? Uh, 375 gold. Got it, okay. How much are the shoes? 75 gold. That's a good deal. Those are, and they're good looking. Those are good looking boots. You'd look good Is in those boots. Is it a good deal? I, th I mean, when it wouldn't be a good deal for most people. I think for you specifically, it's a great deal. Okay. V was leans in and was, but you know, but he's going to turn and he's going to say, but I think, I think that I saw a pair sort of like that in another shop. I don't know. Maybe you could give me a better deal. Um, I mean, if you want to do that, you're going to have to talk to Master Drumshore. Harold slowly looks over at this guy. How how enormous is this dude? Is he big, badass wizard? Uh, he He's not as tall as V, but he's really tall for a half. Yeah. Uh, Harold turns and looks over and looks back and he goes, I bet I best not disturb him. I'm trying to keep a low profile while I'm here. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Um, also, real quick, out of play, does shoe size matter when doing when buying magic? Shoes? Magic. Okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Make sure. Here's a picture uh, of what he looks like. 
Okay. Okay, I will take I I will take the shoes. Okay. Seventy-five gold. Oh. Well, now now I'm glad I hoarded a bunch of gold for like nerds. No kidding, right? Like ten sessions. (laughs) Um, But Um, there are multiple shops in i know yeah and i don't i don't think there's anything this is just I, the- I don't i don't think i'm gonna buy anything else here but also really quick i do just want to know um so what are those fuzzy balls oh that is a bag of tricks and you pick up a, a fuzzy ball you throw it and it turns into an animal harold, harold shakes his head and he's like if we get that to Sasha, we're gonna be in a lot of trouble we should we can't leave those in, it, it, it'd just be too dangerous I don't think we should tell Seisha about yeah, let's go. this store. Anything oh. else? Um, I'm happy with what I got. I mean, these are really, really useful items for me specifically. I will buy that key off you for 15. Are you haggling with uh, Drumshore? I, 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 will, I, I, I will turn to Drumshore and I will be like, this mystery key, I'm interested. I'm a man who's in many places, and you never know when that last ditch effort will come in handy. I would love to take it, but a thirty gold, I'll take it for fifteen. Go ahead and make a uh, persuasion check. Okay. Natural twenty. Get out of town. Get out of town. He he looks at the key. He looks at you, and then he looks back, and then you see him kind of give like a second glance at you for a second. I tilt my head ever so slightly. It has been sitting here for a while and I don't know where it goes. So, you, sir, I'd be privileged to sell it for 15 gold. Thank you. And I will put the 15 gold down on the table and I go, we're leaving. And I'll turn and just start walking out. Um, okay, also, okay, I just follow. But uh, when you were doing the haggling, I, I, cha- I changed into my new new dress and boots. And and also, I have decided, oh gosh, I was trying to figure out what color I picked out because I just yep. looked up you a can, picture of it. No, you, can, <laughs> you can figure that out. Uh, I'll figure that out. <laughs> uh, yeah, and neither of those items require attunement, so as soon as you put them on, you do. Um, you can go ahead and add Boots of False Tracks, and but the uh, dress I'll, I'll have to send to you. Uh, that is actually a Griffin Saddlebag item, uh, which uh, if, for those of you not familiar with, Griffin is a phenomenal magic item creator uh, and just had a Kickstarter um, and has some stuff coming out, which is incredible. Please check out Griffin. Also, Griffin Saddlebag items can be found on Eldritch Foundry. Some they of them. They can indeed. Yes. Indeed, indeed. Very cool. Griffin did a lot of the item work for Eldritch Foundry. Um, so, Voss. And hold on real quick. Mm-hmm. Harold, uh, Ethan, you can add a mystery key. How the mechanics of that works is it you can put it in any lock and there is a 10% chance. Uh, is it, uh, hold on, there is it 10 or 5? It may be even less. There's a, there's a percentage chance that it unlocks whatever the lock is, but once it is used. Yeah, but that's what I was going to say. That's, that was the door it was for. Yeah. There's a 5% chance that that key is what that goes to. I yeah. love things like that. So that's, that's perfect. So funny. Yeah, when I saw the normal key, I was like, he's going to buy that. Yeah, there's a question. <laughs> um, Voss, you're making way to secondhand smiths. We need you to make a survival check. Certainly. Uh, not bad. 15. 15. 
you come around a corner to a cacophony of people yelling. At first you think it's an altercation until you see the masses haggling, wheeling, and dealing with one of the most popular vendors across the bazaar. Out front, hanging on a high display, is an eye-catching piece of gleaming, brilliant, silver Damascus steel plate armor. The form it hugs to almost makes it look like it is sculpted to mimic muscle, and the trick of the surrounding light makes it look like it swirls. The, the, swirls, of the, the swirls of the Damascus steel and silver move like layers of oil and water. Surrounding the armor to either side is a set of six different weapons, all solid, gleaming Damascus, gleaming like the armor. Above them all is a large cold wrought iron cut sign that reads second hand smiths. Multiple hands trade coin for the wide assortment of mundane weapons at fraction the standard cost. At the head of the crowd is a fierce looking bugbear woman in a layered diagonally crossed tied tunic with Fisher's pants stuffed into knee high form fitting leather boots. She yells out to the passerbys as more masses join the fray. Lost weapons found at half price. Fresh forged and gently used here at secondhand smiths. As any right. lordly and ladylike patrons show interest, she switches and tries to entice them into buying the higher end prices on display. One size fits all armor. Like a second skin, velvet glove, dawn and off in mere moments. All melee weapons, no matter your preference, is easily obtained with our Gathalian steel. Each one perfectly made and balanced for every wielder. And that is where we're going to end tonight's episode. Oh, oh God. Oh, so mean about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's drop a bombshell and then end. Yeah, it's fun. Every week. Jeez. Have you played uh, this game? Uh, right? Uh, and it looks like we might get a Petunia again next week. You just made, you know, we've... Yeah. Yeah. Semi-permanent player. Semi-permanent player right now. It's great. <laughs> um, uh, and, and Ray, did you see the message I sent you in chat? I did, yeah. Um, I sent you what I rolled. Got it. Thank you. <clears throat> and... Uh, if you haven't entered already, enter hashtag Eldritch for your chance to win a mini. Uh, we, yep. we heard the chest was a one-purse use. We'll, we'll reach out to Idol Champions to, to, to see about that. We apologize on that. It could have been just a misunderstanding on our part, so we apologize for that, but we'll look into it uh, for next week um, and, and seeing what we can do from there. Um, yep. But uh, yeah, what an episode. Man, that is such a strong first half, and the second half, is still there's so much more to go oh man you guys are in the fun part <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you guys for having me as always it's yeah. always a pleasure yeah. to have you here yeah we got fun fun shopping episode next uh next week yes yeah. uh this place is is fun it's crazy so far it. i love it 23 pages of descriptions uh on just oh the... that's what... oh, okay did we get through <laughs> three or four <laughs> you know three. I don't know. Something like that. Um, <laughs> but uh, all right. So let's uh, let's draw a winner. Hey. Uh, winner of the Eldritch Foundry miniature is Clav <laughs> X. Hey, Rock. Wow. Clav's my hero. Congratulations, man. 
like Clav is my hero too. Clav is my hero. Indeed. That Eldritch Foundry miniature uh from Eldritch Foundry. And man, that was I'm like, I feel like I need to wind down after that session. I mean, I just want to keep going. I know, I know. It's late. It's late. It, it is late. We have gone late the past couple sessions, so we're gonna <laughs> yeah. end on time tonight. Um, but as always, be excellent to each other. May you always roll with advantage. Good night, everybody. Good night. Oh man, that's a lot to process. I need a break. Continue to follow us every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv slash rockpunchatl or listen to the podcast every Sunday on a one-week delay. Harold, I told you, Voss, you help him this time. I'm done. Rock punch.